Mr. McKenzie, we're waiting for you. <laughs> Where's the commissioner? Right, she's there. Okay, Geller's here. All right, we're good. This is Lamar's Yeah, you're going to do that, right, Michael? You're going to you're going to do Lamar's. I'm going to do Lamar's. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, you did. You did. don't say that. You did. You missed the workshop. So we'll, fill, we'll fill you in. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I'd like to call the meeting to order. It's December 12th commission meeting. Uh, and uh, I'd like us to ask everybody to rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, and I'd like to ask uh, our, our traveler to lead us oh. in the Pledge of Allegiance committee. <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. Uh, remain standing, please, for a moment of silence. Uh, it is customary that we observe a moment of silence for, uh, in honor of notable persons uh, from our community who have recently passed. Colleagues, do you have uh, anyone? I'll begin with uh, on, uh, Commissioner Dis McKenzie. Any? Commissioner Bogan. No. Commissioner Rogers. Yes, Thank you very much. Um, good morning. I would like to recognize Mike St. Jean, a 10-year-old boy who was shot in the neck while inside his Lauder Hill home. Mike lived a short, impactful life. He will be greatly missed by his schoolmates, his teachers, and school administrators. He leaves behind two grieving siblings and inconsolable parents, Paul and Berlin St. Jean, the mother of It was difficult being at that funeral, okay? We have not heard anything about the shooters, but that's a life gone too soon. The mother of my good friend, Pastor Fran, Fran Floreal of Shalom Community Church, has passed, and we wish you know, we just console the family and offer condolences. We also lost a pioneer in nursing field on November 29th, Miss Myrna Eileen Branker. Myrna was a trailblazer who inspired and shaped the lives of many nurses throughout the United States and abroad. She was the first black representative for the New York State Nurses Association in the United States. She spearheaded the campaign to give nurses the right to work three day shift, 12 hours if you're in the 70s. That was in the 70s. I don't know what we're doing today. She was also the first black and female administrator of the Brooklyn Hospital. Myrna will be greatly missed. I'm from Brooklyn, you know, so I had to recognize my friends from Brooklyn. Thank you very much. Thank you, Commissioner. Um, I would also like to just recognize the uh, passing of retired justice Sandra Day O'Connor, first woman to serve on the Supreme Court, who died at the age of 93. Also, I would just like to recognize, since many of us, uh, well, maybe not of some ages, but of others, uh, um, 
uh, recognize the name Norman Lear, who was the producer of many, many shows, including All in the Family. And uh, he died at the age of 101. Uh, let's keep them and all of these families in our prayers. Let us also honor the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve in our armed forces, both here and abroad, and thank them for their service and their families as well. We'll pause for a moment of silence. Thank you. you. May take your seats. And I know that uh, I think uh, Commissioner Bogan had uh, no. Okay. Thank you. And we have uh, Commissioner Fisher is on the on the line. I, I uh, did not call him because I know he did not have a moment of uh, someone to recognize under the moment of silence. So, uh, welcome, Commissioner Fisher. I'm sorry not to see you at my left here. <laughs> I'd like to also Mayor. thank Commissioner Fisher. Uh, uh, the music today was uh, brought by uh, uh, Commissioner Fisher. Uh, it's The Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Garth Brooks and Let There Be Peace on Earth by Vince Gill. Let's all say amen to that. Uh, this morning we also included a third song, the new Fault Visit Fault Lauderdale anthem, La Lady Deo by Alexander Starr. I love the inclusion of everyone under the sun in the lyrics. Congratulations to Stacy Ritter and her team uh, at Visit Fault Lauderdale. I think she's here. So congratulations, Stacy. Uh, in the absence of, uh, of, uh, of Commissioner, Commissioner Fisher being here, uh, um, Commissioner uh, Udeen is going to uh, uh, recognize uh, that proclamation, and then we'll move on to uh, Commissioner McKenzie. Playing the role of Commissioner Fisher. <laughs> this is presented to Jennifer Walsh, uh, affiliated executive director with Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And also BSO Sergeant Clifton. Thank you guys for being here. Good to see you again. Whereas de December was declared National Impaired Driving Prevention Month. Whereas drunk driving crashes increase throughout the month of December as more people travel and attend events where alcohol is served. Whereas the mission of Mothers Against Drunk Driving is to end drunk driving, help fight drugged driving, support the victims of these violent crimes, and prevent underage drinking. Whereas MAD has helped save more than 400,000 lives, reduce drunk driving deaths by more than 50%, and promote designating a non-drinking driver. Whereas according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, every day about 37 people in the US die in drunk driving crashes. In 2021, 13,384 people died in alcohol impaired driving traffic deaths, a 14% increase from 2020. These deaths are all preventable. Whereas Broward County recognizes the importance of honoring those who have been killed or injured in drunk and drug driving crashes as a, as a result of any alcohol or substance impaired driving consequences, as well as anyone who has been emotionally devastated by these violent crimes, now for it be proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners that the Board designates December 2023 as National Impaired Driving Pre Prevention Month in Broward and signed by Mayor uh, Nan Rich, and I want to present this to you, and thank you for all the work that you do, especially this time of year. Thank you. 
Mayor Rich, Commissioners, thank you so much for proclaiming uh, December as National Impaired Driving Month here in Broward County. We're extremely grateful for that. Now more than ever is it important to be safe on the roads. I'd also like to thank our law enforcement officers for helping to keep our roads safer this time of year. Remember, don't drive with an impaired driver. Sergeant, want to say anything? Yes, you can come up for a picture, please. Photo <laughs> Okay, we have a second proclamation today, and uh, that one is uh, Commissioner McKenzie is going to present uh, Lorenzo Robertson, Executive Chair of the uh, HIV Health Services Planning Council, Vaughn Biggs, Executive Vice Chair, Health Services Planning Council, and Jessica Roy, Healthcare Services Administrator, Broward County Partnerships Division. You all please come up and join Commissioner McKenzie. I'll be presenting a proclamation requested by myself. Um, whereas World AIDS Day is recognized internationally on December 1st, 2023, and whereas the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that 1.2 million people are living with HIV in the United States. And of those 13% are unaware of their positive status. And whereas the Florida Department of Health Surveillance Report for 2022 indicates that 124,577 Florida residents are living with HIV AIDS, of which 21,505 are Broward County residents. For more than 20 years, Broward County has established and maintained a continuum of high quality medical and supportive services. And whereas Broward County remains committed to implementing innovative and integrated prevention care and treatment services to end the HIV epidemic. And whereas the, there was a Broward County Board of County Commissioners recognized Orion White Part A and ending the HIV epidemic programs, as well as community partners for the collaborative efforts to provide critical, life-saving health and supportive services to move more than 8,000 people living with HIV each year. And I'm going to stop there for a second because this is a very, very uh, important and sensitive subject matter and 40 years ago 40 years ago a personal friend of mine's mother contracted contracted uh, HIV through a blood transfusion and we knew very little very little at that time we came up with all these crazy ideas of what we thought and where it came from but a blood transfusion we were in hospice 40 years ago Today she's 84 years old and still living because of the education and the advancement of health care. 
So whereas the Broward County Board of County Commissioners recognizes the Ryan White part uh, in ending the HIV epidemic programs as well as the community partners for their collaborative efforts to provide critical life-saving health and supportive services for more than 8,000 people living with HIV. Now therefore, be it proclaimed by the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, that the Commission hereby designates December 2023 as World AIDS Awareness Month in Broward County, Florida, signed by our Mayor, Senator Nan Rich. Jessica, or someone from the program, will come up and speak, and, and thank you uh, for accepting this award today on behalf of the Broward County Commission. Thank you, and good morning. We just want to thank the Board of County Commissioners for supporting the Ryan White Services as well as the Brian Broward County HIV Health Services Planning Council. All the work that we do is really to make sure that our clients in Broward County are receiving the best and innovative services to pre preserve their lives and make sure that they are living strongly and thriving with HIV. We want to thank you again for your support. Thank you. Anybody, thank you. Else? Anybody else? You sure? Yeah. We'll take a picture up front. Okay, come on up here. We'll take a picture. Thank you. Thank you for all the good work you do. Okay, I did want to mention um, that uh, our uh, assistant, uh, our deputy county uh, administrator couldn't be here today, Kim Campbell, and uh, Kevin Kelleher, Kelleher, assistant county administrator, is sitting in her place. And the same thing, uh, Mr. Melton could not be here today, so we have uh, uh, deputy county auditor Kathy Ulitz is here. Thank you. Mayor? Yes. Can I just yeah. uh, comment? Sure. I may not be here at the end of the meeting. Uh, I just wanted to have 30 seconds to say something, if you don't mind, uh, my fellow commissioners. Um, and this will take 30 seconds. Uh, last week, as everybody knows in the news, three Ivy League presidents were asked in Congress uh, a question of, of calling for the genocide of Jews constitute uh, harassment or intimidation. And the response was, it depends on the context. And in fact, that there is no acceptable context for asking for the extermination of any group. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because here in South Florida, uh, there's a partner at a law firm, a well-known law firm by the name of Holland and Knight, partner Marilyn Holifield, who sits on the board of trustees of Harvard. And I just wanted to, to publicly uh, ask Ms. Holifield to dismiss, fire, admonish Dr. Gay, president of Harvard, for her insensitive and inappropriate response to that question. Thank you, Mayor. Okay. Thank you, Commissioner Bogan. There's not a, I don't believe you made a motion. Did you make a motion? No, no. Not, no, it was not, not a motion. It was just a, 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 just a comment. Okay. It was an observation, correct? And uh, I'm sure a lot of us have a lot of heartburn and distress. Okay. Um, so uh, let's see. Is uh, Newton Sannon president? Is, is Newton here today? Yeah. 
Okay, there he is. All right, great. Welcome. Today we're joined uh, by our friend Newton Sannon, President and CEO of Opportunities uh, Industrialization Centers of South Florida, and uh, better known as OIC <laughs> to us. And Mr. Sannon is going to be showcasing the ways OIC uh, has benefit our benefited our community in helping to train and upskill individuals for family sustaining jobs, a very important mission. Thank you for being here, Mr. Sannon. Thank you very much. Good morning, Mayor, members of the commission. It's so good, good to be with you guys here this time of the year in particular. Again, my name is Newton Sandler, President and CEO of OIC of South Florida. We're a community-based workforce development organization. About eight years ago, we embarked upon a partnership, our organization, OIC, and the county, and what I believe is the epitome of a true public-private partnership. Specifically, our organization took about half a million dollars with the federal money for the Department of Labor and created a social enterprise project working with the county. Uh, that was where we started off, where we were cleaning all the buses, and it was a project where people, especially those who needed an opportunity post-incarceration, to get their lives together to earn a skill in exchange for a decent wage, and we partnered on that. And so today, I really want to just highlight and say thank you and give you a bit of a, I guess if we are in church, we'd call it a praise report, right? Um, the first gentleman I want to talk about is Rafael Ortiz, who was promoted to a site supervisor as of December 1st, 2023. After working with, the organ with our partnership for four years, Mr. Ortiz, who began as a bus cleaner at Ravenswood, was promoted to an alternative site lead within two years. With well, a year, but he became a chief side lead, a position supervisor at Raven Woods became available in June of 2023. He applied and was successfully promoted to that position. Um, and today, he's a Raven, at Ravenswood Downtown Central uh, Terminal and a Lauder Hill Terminal as a site lead supervisor. So who's a gentleman who just needed an opportunity? And four years later, he's stuck with the job, not only stuck with the job, progressively elevated, has been promoted, and is earning a livable wage with our folks. The second person I want to talk to you about is Joy Washington. Joy began with our organization in the partnership with this program as a bus cleaner six years ago. His since transition now is a full-town county employee as a carriage service attendant and did that for one year, became a bus operator one year later, and now is in a leadership program to become an instructor. Right? Again, these are post people who maybe now have never gotten an opportunity, but together we saw it would just made sense for our organization to partner with the county and create opportunities for jobs. Guys, as leaders, we can do all kinds of work that are administrative in nature, and sometimes you don't see the net effect that there are meals being eaten at the tables of these people who just want an opportunity to get a job, right? I deeply regret these folks were supposed to be here this morning. I got word that they had child care issues, and I hope I could come back. Oh, look at that. <laughs> never do justice with they could. So why don't we start with Mr. Ortiz. Tell them about your story and what you're doing. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Well, it, it, like, well, he actually gave a great introduction. Um, you know, I'm so excited today to be able to say that I am actually a supervisor overseeing three sites uh, with OIC Bus Project. And that's very exciting because a few years ago, that would not have been the case. Uh, a few years ago, I certainly wouldn't have been asked to come speak to you all. <laughs> so, um, you know, my... I don't want to go into my, obviously, my terrible story, but, you know, I was in a bad place. And OIC was there to help me along, to help me rebuild my life. Because I had made the decision, that's what I needed to do. And they helped me every step of the way. Um, at, the, at the very beginning with housing, uh, education, training, 
they gave me uh, an opportunity while other people didn't want to uh, open the doors for me. And I was able to progress and escalate through that organization. And uh, I'm living a life beyond my dreams today. I'm, very, I'm living comfortably. Um, I have a close relationship with my family and my friends. Um, and uh, people actually trust me again, which is wonderful. So, um, and uh, like I said, OIC has been a major, major influence in that, in that process for me. So, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Hello, good morning. My voice is kind of gone a little bit, but I'm going to speak a little bit. But um, I started about seven years ago. I read an article with OIC with the bus cleaning project. And a friend of mine was like, this would be a good project. You should go to OIC. They might help you. They might get you in. Because a few prior, a few years before that, um, I was in an abusive marriage for like 20 years. So I did. I, it ended up, I ended up doing some time. I did like four years federal prison. So when I got out, it was like a start all over. So she said, you should try OIC. They're going to help you. You have a record, so and so. so. I kept going down there. I really made a promise to myself just to really keep going, keep going. But OIC, the people in the office knew me by heart because I kept going and kept going. So it was like, she's here every day. She's here every day. I was persistent. So I just wouldn't stop. So I ended up getting on with the bus cleaning project. So I worked that. They told me if I work it for 10 months that they'll help me get on with Broward County. So I worked the 10 months. I got on with Broward County. I became, I went to be a CSA, and that was the maintenance department. Then I, I worked that for a year, transferred over to be a bus operator. I've been driving for five years, but like Mr. Um, Mr. Um, Sanon said that mm -hmm. um, now I'm, I'm in the leadership program, and hopefully by next year, I'm still looking for a promotion within Broward County. Hopefully next year I'll be an instructor. I'm not giving up, I just made a promise to myself. <laughs> Sometimes people do need a fresh start or they need some kind of outlet to say, oh, this program going to help me, I'm going to do the work. You have to do the work. But I believe that OIC opened the door so I can get in, so I can do the work. So I did the work, and I applied it. And I'm very grateful for OIC and God, I must say. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Look, I could never have done justice to that presentation. So thank you all very much again. Uh, it's just so important. And by the way, you guys are all welcome anytime you want. There's three shifts if you ever want to come take a look. Tell at, them to come back I, down here. You want to take a picture with them. Sure. Come on. Mayor. Mayor. Yeah. Mayor. Yeah. 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 I, I would just let uh, Mr. Sandin. Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. I, I just, again, just want to say thank you. I'll tell you a very, very, very quick story. During COVID, I asked the folks to gather the staff. And I think they thought we were going to terminate them all because that was happening during those days. Mm -hmm. And because of the living wage, we were going to increase the rate. And I walked in and you could see the real concern on their faces. <laughs> and I quickly said to them, no, you're not getting terminated, getting promoted. Of course, there's more hugs than I probably care for during the COVID season. <laughs> but I, I share those stories with you because your jobs are difficult. All of us are as leaders. And hopefully this brings some bit of holiday cheer and say thank you. Last but not least, Monica, you know Chris Watt was my guy. Corey, you got it right. She's been a phenomenal partner for us, and we thank you and look forward to continue to grow this, this partnership with you guys. So thank you all very much, and thank we look you. forward to growing with you. Mayor, Commissioner Bogan. I just wanted to say, Mr. Sandin, since I've been elected nine years ago, you really do this county proud, and you do such a great job, and your organization, everything you do. So I just want to commend you for what a great job you do. Thank you, Commissioner Bogan. And I, and I just, just want to say, uh, you're right. Uh, as, as great a job as you do with everything, 
you can't replace the comments made by people who actually experienced no uh, hardship and came out of it on the other side, and opportunity was the word, and education. Uh, and so we thank you all for what, you, you're, what you're doing and what you all are doing. Please come up and join us for a picture up here. Well, and we're joined by Corey, who is the, the head of all transportation. So we're just so happy to have you here to join us for this presentation. Thank you. Going to move on now to uh, the, our reading clerk. Uh, please read the Tuesday morning memo. Tuesday agenda memorandum. The following are submitted for your consideration. Consent items are 1 through 77. Public hearing items are 78 through 97. Regular items are 98 through 113. I request the following withdrawals and scrivener error corrections and inclusions of additional information. Withdrawals, deferred substitutions, none. Scrivener errors, item number 68. Summary explanation right, background, line 4, currently reads. 470 mid-rise units should read 450 high-rise units. Additional information, item 25, the board's consideration is based on the item as amended by the replacement page nine distributed as additional material. Item 26, the board's consideration of this item is based on the amended motion statement distributed as additional material by the transportation department. Item 29, executed signature pages have been received. Item 50, executed signature pages have been received. Item 54, the board's consideration of this item is based on the revised exhibit one distributed as additional material. Item 68, the board's consideration of this item is based on the item as amended by the updated project update sheet, Exhibit 12, distributed as additional material. Item 98, the board's consideration of this item is based on the substitute Exhibit 1, distributed as additional material. Item 100, the board's consideration of this item is based on the state-funded grant agreement distributed as additional material. Item 101, the board's consideration of this item is based on the emergency preparedness and assistance state-funded grant agreement distributed as additional material. Item 102, the board's consideration of this item is based on the federally funded sub-award and grant agreement distributed as additional material. Item 105, the board's consideration of this item is based on the fifth amendment to the amended and restated operating agreement distributed as additional material. Item 111, the board's consideration of this item is based on the mayor, vice mayor, and commissioners serving on boards, authorities, and agencies, exhibit one, distributed as additional material. Mayor request without objection, items 98, 100, 101, 102, 103, 104, 105, 107, 108, and 110 be moved to consent. Time certain item, item 99 at 11 a.m. Additional material, regular meeting, items 1A through 1B, board appointments. Item 25, exhibit two, executive summary. Replacement page nine, addition of footnotes submitted by transportation department. Item 26, amended motion submitted by transportation department. Item 54, replacement exhibit one, submitted by finance and administrative services department. Item 68, new exhibit, project update sheet for 450 high-rise units submitted by Resilient Environment Department. 
Item 98, Substitute Exhibit 1, submitted by Office of the County Attorney. Item 100, State Funded Grant Agreement, submitted by Office of the Regional Emergency Services and Communications. Item 101, State Funded Grant Agreement, Emergency Preparedness and Assistance Grant, submitted by Office of the Regional Emergency Services and Communications. Item 102, Federally Funded Sub-Award and Grant Agreement, submitted by Office of the Regional Emergency Services and Communications. Item 105, Fifth Amendment to the Broward County Civic Arena, amended and restated operating agreement, submitted by Finance and Administrative Services. Exhibit 111, um, item 111, Exhibit 1, submitted by Mayor Nan Rich, additional material for public hearing. Item 81, correspondence from interested parties submitted by Planning Council. Item 97, amended resolution submitted by Commissioner Mark Bogan. Okay, thank you. We will uh, now consider the, the consent agenda. Uh, agenda. I'll begin uh, with uh, Commissioner McKenzie. Do you have any polls? Okay, Commissioner uh, Bogan. Yes, I'd like to pull item number 76. Okay, thank you. Commissioner uh, Furr? 107 is for public. Okay. Commissioner Mateen? Mr. Geller? Commissioner Rogers? Madam Mayor, none, but I'm, there's someone that should have signed up to speak, and if that person is not here, then I would ask for that item to be pulled just for a statement, not to change anything. Okay. Do we know what item it is? Taxi. They're on that one? Okay. Just want to make sure. Okay. So we don't need to poll? No. <clears throat> okay. Um, county Administrator, any polls? No polls from our office. County Attorney? No, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you. County Auditor? Okay. Assist, assistant Deputy County Attorney? Yeah, item 54 and 107 has been pulled by the public. 54 and 107? Yes. Okay. Okay, County Attorney, would you please state which items are included in the consent agenda? Mayor, and I apologize, I was reading something. Did you pull? Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I have, a, yeah, you're right. Um, I need to pull uh, 12 um, for an abstention, yeah. Thank you. Thank and, you. and Mayor, I know I, uh, Commissioner Ryan had an abstention on the consent agenda, but he's not here. Uh, so I'm inclined just to let it go for now. Uh, he, he won't be able to show, be shown as voting in favor of the consent. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. So, uh, Mayor, the consent items for today are, oh, and, and Commissioner Fisher. Did you? Commissioner Fisher, did you have any polls? Uh, no, Mayor, no poll. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor. Mm -hmm. Uh, today's consent agenda is items, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, number one through 77, less the following items. Uh, item 12, a poll for an abstention. Uh, item 54, polled by the public. Item uh, 68 was polled, and item 76 was polled as well. And then added to the consent agenda are items 98, 100, 101, 102, 103, 104, 105, 108, and 110. Madam Mayor, I move the uh, consent agenda is read okay. by the attorney. Thank you, Senator Geller. Moves the second. Second? Second. Commissioner, Bo Commissioner Bogan, is that you? Was oh, that Bogan? Okay, Commissioner Bogan seconded. Okay. Um, so all in favor say aye. Aye. Uh, opposed? Uh, we just have one 
Well, he's not here, so it's, do you do it as an abstention or no? Just leave it. Just leave it. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, we will now consider the items not included uh, in the um, in the consent agenda. So I believe 12 would be the first one, and that is mine. Uh, so item 12 on the consent agenda involves the Bauer Behavioral Health Coalition. Um, so, uh, and uh, I serve on the board uh, of, of the uh, BBHC, which will be impacted financially if uh, item 12 passes. I do not receive any compensation for serving on this board. I therefore have no actual statutory voting conflict. However, to avoid the appearance of a conflict, I'm abstaining on item 12 and ask that this be reflected in the minutes. Madam Mayor, I move item 12. Second. Okay, Senator Geller moves and Senator, uh, Senator and Commissioner Udine, I was calling you Senator. Senator. Uh, okay, thank you. I just upgraded you. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> okay, you never know, you never know. So, okay, all right. So, all in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. And one abstention. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Now we will start uh, on the items that are not included on the consent of other items. So we have, I believe number 54 is the next one that was pulled by the county administrator's office. Actually, uh, Madam 54, Mayor. sorry, 54. A member of the public pulled that item. Oh, a member of the public, okay. Do we, I don't have the name, just. Item 54 is a motion to authorize county administrator or designee to approve and or execute agreements, contract amendments, work authorizations, and other documents during the Broward County Board of County Commissioners 2023 winter recess between December 13th of 2023 to January 22nd of 2024. One member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Okay. Do we know who is? Uh, yes. Just a moment. Daniel Munilla with uh, MCM Instruction. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Mayor and Vice Mayor, Commissioners. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to speak. Uh, just here to say that I'm uh, really excited to be able to have an opportunity to work again for Broward County. Uh, we were very happy with the construction of Terminal 4 extension for the Fort Lauderdale uh, International Airport and the Broward County Aviation Department, and we're really excited to uh, continue to improve that airport. I think it's a world-class airport, and all the improvements you're doing are going to make a huge difference to the traveling public, and uh, we're really excited to be back. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you so much for coming to tell us that. Motion to approve. Okay. There's a motion to approve uh, amendment uh, item number 54 by Commissioner Udine, Vice Mayor Udine, and Senator Geller. Second the motion, all Close. in favor, <laughs> pardon me? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Pardon me? That's fine, oh, it's fine, okay. it's fine. <laughs> okay, all right, the next item I believe is 68. Item 68. Item 68 is the motion to approve. Excuse me, Mayor, uh, 68, I think, was that pulled by a member of, it, 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 just by it just, Commissioner Ryan, so it was just for the abstention, yeah. so it was part of the consent agenda. On six, oh, listed as a ball. Okay, okay, I apologize. Okay. Motion to approve. Reading clerk. Second. Okay. Do you want to go ahead and read yes. it, please? Yeah, thank you. 
Motion to approve plat entitled Sea View 2. Okay, it's a motion to approve by Commissioner Udine and a second by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, that's passed. Okay, then I believe we have 76. Item 76, motion A is a motion to approve design proposal from the, art Tracy, from the artist Tracy Deer and the E. Clay Shaw Jr. Bridge Artistic Lighting Project in an amount not to exceed $6 million, of which $2 million is, to, is currently appropriated with public art and design trust funds and tourist development tax funds. Motion B is a motion to approve director of the culture division to solicit funding in excess of $30,000 to offset county's cost for the project and to execute funding related agreements for the reference funding. Motion to approve? No, no, I, I pulled okay. it. You pulled it? No, yeah. Okay, Go ahead. Commissioner Bogan. Yeah, I got a problem with this and my problem is that we're spending $6 million on lights. And um, I don't know what it is. I think, you know, for six million bucks, it could be doing a lot more uh, than, than putting money into lights. And uh, I think, you know, I, I understand it's important to put money into art, and I understand it's important to put money into, into things, but, you know, half a million dollars, maybe, uh, maybe a million bucks, uh, but six million dollars, to put money where we could be helping people in so many other ways, I, I just have a problem with the amount of money, and and the county's on the hook for four million of this. If they don't raise any money, uh, the county's on the hook for four million, and um, I, I just got a problem with it. So I uh, I'm going to okay. vote against it um, okay. because just out, I just think this is you know just a, a lot of money for lights, and I understand it's going to be a beautiful. It's not just lights. It's supposed to be a beautiful iconic thing on a bridge and stuff, but. Um, I just think um, uh, okay. way too much money is spent for something uh, like this. Okay, thank you. Um, which I, I think uh, I'd like to ask uh, Mr. Dunlap to come up. I see him there just to... Mr. Dunlap, if you could please come up. Thank you. Since it, since it is pulled, I would just wanted to yeah, give you the morning. opportunity to say uh, Commissioner, uh, Mayor, Vice Mayor, County Administrator. Um, Commissioner Bogan and I had a great conversation. I really do thank you for your call, and I you know, certainly understand your concerns. Um, your concern about the worst case scenario, as we discussed, which the county being on the hook for the entire project is uh, certainly a concern of mine in how we've approached the project and how we've approached the um, construction, so to speak, of the entire proposal. The entire proposal is not only the bridge lighting installation, but also um, activations underneath the bridge, sculptural, sculptural elements to help with the placemaking uh, aspect, to help with the public safety uh, elements of those moving from the north side of the bridge to the south side where the convention center is. Um, we've got construction management involved. We, we feel very, and, and, and a great team of public art administrators, we feel um, great about this project and excited about the project, but your, your concerns are not taken lightly. And, and Madam Mayor, if I may, yes, sure. thank you. Thank so you, I wanted to, um, uh, you know, also describe a little bit about the concept here. This is um, a project that we've been talking about for a number of years. Um, you know, prior to COVID, it kind of went away. We let it sit. Um, we felt that it was a tremendous opportunity to bring this forward again, um, to time it with the opening of the Convention Center Hotel um, and the expansion of the Convention Center that we have. Um, you know, we, we often go and hear about um, really cool uh, locations all over the country uh, with iconic um, uh, 
art installations and, and lighting projects, and, and we just felt that it was time for us to, you know, also have an iconic uh, piece of our, our skyline, and, and what better way to time it with the um, opening of the project. Um, I have not said this and shared this with Commissioner Bogan, and I don't know that I've shared it with every member of this commission during our briefings, but um, in light of the, the concerns that Commissioner Bogan has raised um, during his briefing on this, I wanted to give the county commission um, a commitment from our team that if we don't raise the, the, the balance of the project funds, that the only dollars that I would recommend moving forward to, to complete this project would be from from either either private sources, um, pub public art and design trust fund, or the TDT. So those would be restricted funds, not general funds that could go towards the completion of this project. So um, I wanted to make sure that there's there's at least some that, that level of comfort with you all um, that it would not be funds that could be used for so, um, social services or other things like that. So um, I don't know if that uh, appeases any of your concerns, Commissioner Bogan, but I wanted to make sure that you had that commitment from me. Um, can I respond? Okay, Mayor. Sure, go ahead. Uh, are, you, are you going to amend this no. to to make it so that no uh, other dollars besides the five hundred thousand that we're committing won't will, out of our general budget will not? Are you, so are you going to amend this to, to make it restrictive? So if we only raise two million, you've got a half-ass project that's not finished, and you won't be able to raise any more money. I'm just, is, are you committing to restrict this? So what I would be willing to do, um, uh, Commissioner Bogan, would be the balance of the dollars that are needed for this project to come from restricted funding, such as TDT, TDT private TDT. sector, or the public art design trust fund. Okay. Do we need to make a motion on that? I'll amend this thing? I mean, I, I think you can qualify part A by saying that the, the motion to approve this design proposal uh, is contingent upon uh, it being uh, funded with the with the restricted funds that Ms. Spurr mentioned. I'm, I'm fine with that. If you're not the, using general, if you're not using any more of the out of the two million, if you're just <clears throat> totally restricted, I'm be fine with that. Then, uh, if you're not using any more general funds, that's correct. Right. Yeah, I'll second it. Okay, we have a motion. Who's the Commissioner McKenzie? Who seconded it? Yes. Okay. So, how is that? You want to ask council how that's going to be amended? Sure. So my understanding is under the code, if part A were to be approved, then staff would have the ability to uh, enter into that contract. would still have to come back to the board for all of the engineering contracts and you name it down the road. That would require board approval. But this would restrict uh, uh, the uh, year of the board's approval. Uh, motion to approve design proposal from this artist in an amount not to exceed six million, of which two million is currently appropriated, uh, and it's subject, however, uh, to the balance of the funding above the two million dollars being taken from those restricted funds that Ms. Farrow mentioned, or, or other or, or other, other, other projects. Right, uh, Madam Mayor. Okay. Uh, Hold on a second. If I could just ask the county attorney, technically, can we just? amend it under Commissioner Bogan and McKenzie's motion to simply say that it reflects the remarks made by the county administrator? Absolutely. For okay. Because it's the county administrator, it's not a third party that would be seen as direction and a restriction. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the suggestion. Okay. Uh, yes, go ahead. Uh, Senator Geller I had his hand up. Yeah. Um, thank you, Madam Mayor and Commissioner Bogan. I'm glad that you raised this issue. It, it is a, certainly a valid issue. Um, the 
I think we also need, I'm the county commission rep to the cultural council, I, and it's been discussed there. I think we also need to look at this as part of the convention center expansion. Now, a lot of my remarks will now be unnecessary, because I think we're now one great big happy family. But if you look at this as part of the convention center expansion, where we're spending so much money, we're providing a both a safe way of getting uh, around there and a well-lit place. And it is also important with all of the visitors that are going to be coming to the convention center to have a, I'll use the word dazzling because it's light, but to have a, a important art project there so when people leave Broward, they're talking about how great it was. However, I won't say anything else because we are now we are. with your well thought out yes, amendment, one great big happy family. Actually, with our county administrator's well thought out amendment, thank you, Commissioner uh, Dean. Um, uh, yeah, I'm supportive of this with the as it uh, was amendment with restricted dollars. But the question I have is, do we need to do at some point some kind of um, motion? Whereas, if we're solicited on the county commission to talk about this with anybody from the private sector, that we're allowed to do that. Um, like we have, and we don't need to do it today, but at some point this would have to come back because I'm assuming that people will come to us and ask us about this and we want to be able to promote it and talk about it so that we're not violating anything. Yeah, um, and if I can chime in here um, as well, uh, Commissioner, Motion B is um, authorizing our county staff and I believe, um, Mr. Attorney, I believe that that would include the commissioners as well. So if we're allowed to solicit um, donations and, and contributions from private sector, I think that motion B would cover us all. Does that, Ms. Yes, it, it would. There may be, I will tell you if there are disclosures required. I thought you were, you had framed it the other way, if the people were coming to you. Were you talking about under underlying contracts or just solicitation? I just don't want to, no. I just want, don't want to make sure that we fall into any kind of, okay. as long as we're covered on it, if we're allowed to talk about it or whatever it is. Mayor, uh, we'll make sure that whatever is required okay. on that is, is covered. Yes. And, and Madam Mayor, I have one more point of clarification um, to the motion <clears throat> and the suggestion that I had made that the commissioner um, uh, graciously adopted the uh, amended motion. Um, one of those restricted types of funds that I could envision, um, I just didn't want it restricted to what I had mentioned, but things like, um, like public art and design. But also I know that uh, Port Everglades was also interested in making some contribution because of the, the traffic there. So that would also be, a in my mind, a restricted type of enterprise fund. It would not be general fund. I want to make sure that I was clear on that and that you all were comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, You're just saying that it's not going to come from our general funds. We come from restricted it's funds. That's restricted correct. Funds, correct. Okay. Vice Mayor, for yeah. thank Look, you. Real quick question. Thank when, you. When uh, when we have contracts and builders and developers building something, there's a percentage that's put on for public art, correct? So it's a little more technical, but but for the most part, there's up to two percent of every capital program project that is not a roadway project. It's a vertical type of project also public facing projects so we don't have like a sewer pump station right. this is not going to have an allocation for public art so it's those public facing facilities that we have and it's up to two percent of those projects but we don't do that for our own projects we do oh we so, do so i mean this is a billion dollar project yes but like i said it's up to 
So some of these projects that are significant in nature, we're not going to be putting the 2% because it just is way too much. Way too much. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Madam okay. Chair. Yes. Madam Leader. Commissioner. <laughs> Thank you. I, I know I had a conversation with Mr. Dunlap. That's the difference between staff and commissioners talking and not knowing what your other colleagues are thinking because it's not in a workshop. And when you're talking about this kind of money, dollars being spent and commitment that will just take away resources from things like housing, I do have my concerns and I will always express my concerns, but I do believe in the project, not at the cost that was being advanced. So I'm glad my colleague was bold enough on this dais to make mention of the money that we're spending on that. Our conversation also involved, are we creating a, a place that truly will be safe and that the public and tourists will like to visit? If it, I know when I advocated for bus benches and, and nice um, transportation hub with the, you know, and then we decided it wasn't the best thing because everybody else was occupying those bus benches <coughs> instead of patrons that were using the bus. So we have to, it's not easy to talk about, it's not comfortable to talk about, but when we are in a workshop setting, we can relax and have open, honest conversation about the impact of other things on the areas that we are developing and how do we fix it. So I know Mr. Dunlap, you gave me a good answer, but we can have that conversation because we need to have that conversation because the, the GLIT will attract everyone, not just the ones that we are talking about here today. Thank okay. you, Madam All right. Mayor. Thank you. Motion to approve? Quick, okay, we have quick, a motion. Quick, quickly. Go ahead. The way that it was on the agenda, I'm not trying to change anything, it's for the public clarification. What was it asking of us? Uh, this is, the, the motion is to approve the artist concept, artist design, mm -hmm. but also that not to exceed amount. This is slightly different um, than a lot of our public art projects, actually um, a lot just in the sense that this is an FDOT bridge, it's not the, uh, it's not a county building, right. so most of our- So the our dollar amount you were asking us for at that time was what? Uh, it, it's a not to exceed amount. That's just, it's sort of establishing the parameters. Six million dollars, yeah, Commissioner. Million, sorry. Up, up to six million dollars. But we, but we now are not to exceed. Oh, I know. I just want yeah. to be okay. clear in the public. I know what, exactly what's yeah. happening. So, okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. I just, and then I also to give me the authority it. to solicit sponsorships. That's the motion right. being. Right. I just Thank wanted you. to put that right. out there. Thank you, Mr. So Dunlap. we can clarify to the public what we were, what we were doing and, and how the amendment uh, yeah. will play in. That's all. Okay. Just a comment. So now uh, we have a motion on motion the amended. With the, with the uh, with, amendments with, with, as amended. Thank you. Second? Second. Commissioner Bogan seconded. Uh, we've had discussion. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Dunlop. Okay. Okay. I think we're at uh, 107. Item 107. I'm sorry, I, did, I didn't do that again. It's unanimous, uh, eight, eight, eight to nothing. Thank you. <laughs> Gotta get used to that. 
Item 107 is a motion to approve final ranking of the qualified single rank firm DDEC LLC for consulting services for electric vehicle charging infrastructure strategy. One member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Okay. Do we have, a, do we have the name of a member yes. of the public? I don't have that name. I do. It's Dorothy Brown Alfaro. Okay, Dorothy Brown, please. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning, uh, Mayor, Vice Chair, and Commissioners. My name is Dorothy Brown Afera. I'm a small business. I am with Jadar International Corporation. I'm the owner. We're locally headquartered in Broward County at 11820 Miramar Parkway, Suite 227, Miramar, Florida. And I am also a small business advocate that advocates for positive changes in Broward County. And today I'm here to speak against item 107. And the reason for that is I uh, was deemed responsive and responsible by the purchasing department all the way up until the day of September the 12th, which was the day of the evaluation committee. And one of the, the evaluation committee raised a concern that I did not answer two items on that uh, proposal. And the purchasing uh, director advised her that, again, I was deemed responsive and responsible, but they ruled me non-responsible for not answering those items. And one of those items uh, included past performance. I did provide the department with all of my references on projects that I felt was better or greater and based on what I was bidding on in this proposal. I would also like to recommend as a small business owner, I think that when you are being evaluated or going through the process, I think it should not be at the end when you're going before the evaluation committee or selection committee to be deemed non-responsible. I think it should be done up front because we had even provided our PowerPoint presentation and we were ready to uh, tell them our story and how we would fare out in the process of completing the project had we been given the opportunity. Therefore, we were not even allowed to be scored by the evaluation committee. So I would like for this body to actually go back and look at the video of that evaluation committee whereby you did have the purchasing director to again reiterate both parties uh, DDELC and myself were deemed both responsive and responsible up until September the 12th. And again, this uh, project was basically slated for small businesses in Broward County, so it was only two of us that submitted our uh, proposals to Broward County. And I thank you for the opportunity for allowing me to speak, and I encourage you in the future to make these positive changes so that one does not go all the way up to the point where you think that you're going to be afforded the opportunity to speak before the evaluation committee and tell them your story and you get kicked off on the day of the evaluation committee because it does cost money and time to prepare for these proposals. Thank you very Thank much, you very much. For the opportunity for allowing me to speak to you. Thank you. Uh, County Administrator. Yes, thank you, Madam Mayor. Um, just to give a little context I think uh, would be helpful here. Um, my, and I've got uh, my purchasing director, Bob Gleason, and um, uh, our director of OESPD, Sandy Michael McDonald, that will be able to address you all and, and kind of give you some of the backdrop. But um, on the surface, I wanted to share with you that um, this was uh, both um, firms that um, submitted for this and were evaluated were both small businesses. Um, there was an objection um, on this um, solicitation, and it was denied. There was no follow-up with a protest. Um, so all of those remedies were exhausted. Um, 
the the lady that spoke was correct that the uh, firm was deemed non-responsible um, and just to put, to uh, explain the context of this is when so the purchasing director does not make those determinations the only body that makes a determination for responsibility and responsiveness is the evaluation committee there's recommendations based on um, the data that is submitted but that determination is solely made by um, that body not by the purchasing director so um, now mr. Gleason can come up and, and speak to um, maybe what was said that may have been um, misunderstood or, or maybe there's some uh, communication uh, crossing there but that body is the one that makes that determination um, and so okay. I will ask uh, mr. Gleason and mr. McDonald whoever might be best to uh, answer and give the history on this one to come up. Mr. Thank Gleason. You. Good morning, Welcome. Commissioners. Good morning. Administrator. Um, and it, also, Bob, if I've misstated anything, please correct it no, for the record. Uh, no, in, in fact, you've stated everything I was going to state, um, and thank you. It pretty much sums it up. It's the evaluation committee that re reviewed all of the proposals that were received. Uh, in the context of the proposal we received from this offeror here, it was, I think, four pages with a very extensive resume. Um, this was one that uh, I think Dr. Harado was the EC chair. She reviewed and the committee reviewed all the responses and uh, they deemed it not to be responsible. <coughs> Excuse me. So um, they gave the results of their uh, assessment evaluation to me. We reviewed it. Of course, we, we go through a, a highly rigorous vetting process with all of the county staff. And following that, I, uh, I affirmed their determination that this was not a responsible proposal. Um, okay. Any questions? Yes, Senator Geller. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Sir, I understand the difference between responsive and responsible, so let's start with that. The uh, responsibility uh, normally means that they fail to provide some information. Um, can you just, you know, I, I have, this first I've heard of this. Can you tell me what information uh, they failed to provide or what? Uh, yes, Commissioner. Okay, and in your professional opinion, it was not responsible. Right, and I understand from my recollection that it was projects of comparable size, scope, uh, capability of, of what's being expected, expected for this project. And uh, it, it just didn't match up to what we were seeking in this RFP. Okay, um, thank you. Any other questions? Commissioner Bogan. Um, so the county administrator said um, that there was no... Um, uh, no protest. No there protest. was a rejection was no that protest, was denied correct. and then there was no protest. Uh, when, when someone um, submits something, you know, a company submits something, are they given uh, information that if you lose or you have issues, are they given information ahead of time? If you'd like to protest, here's some information or do they not, are they not given that? All of the information in terms of our process is provided to them both in the solicitation and in the code, and they are referred to the code. Uh, so, Well, I'm a lawyer, and there's thousands of codes, maybe tens of thousands of codes in the state of Florida. Code uh, I'm not going to expect some, some person who's doing business to know all the codes and everything. My question is very specific. If somebody submits a proposal, somebody here who has small business, are they given a sheet of paper and saying, 
Yes. This is what's expected. And then if you don't like, if you feel there's something, here's how to do a protest. Yeah. Are they given that information? Commissioner, I'm asking, yeah. I'm asking him. Well, I want him to be aware. Me. It's, it's my staff, and I'd like him to make sure he is, can speak to the, the vendor summary. Um, and Connie, maybe Ms. Mangan can uh, describe Bogan, it. Bogan, we do include the vendor summary of rights in our solicitations, which is a high-level summary of the protest and what you know what they need to do it's not diving into the code but it's a one-page summary so if they had they wanted to protest it would say within x number of days this is where you do this is how you file it gives the whole one correct. two three four five gives yes, all the explanation correct. in addition to our response letter to the vendor when we deny the objection you have x amount of time for protesting that's also said back. in there Yes, and correct. it's also as a follow-up. Once the okay, objection good. was denied, then they send the letter of the denial with that additional explanation of how further to protest. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Gleason. Okay. Thank you, Ms. Mangan. Thank you, Mr. Gleason. Okay. Any further comments? Yeah. I had pulled this for a different reason, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, and, I, and it was mainly because this is trying to develop an entire EV strategy for the county. And at the last um, climate change task force, FPNL talked about what they are now doing, which was pretty interesting. They had, they had actually started to provide a charging fee at night for anybody that has electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. I, I think we've all been thinking, where are, where are all these EV stations going to be? They've realized that most people just want to charge it at night at their home. And so they've provided like a base fee. So I guess I just want to make sure that when we are, whoever's going to be doing this contract, that they take into consideration what is happening already. And that's being provided everywhere. And it's and it's that is being used by far by you know more than anything else. How that can be, be maybe be adapted in, in other ways, whether there's other ways. I mean the the op, the, the other option of that is FPNL is doing it because you know they're gonna make money on it, obviously. Um, no, I know. <laughs> It's like the new standard oil right here. I know. But the, op the other option is if somebody bought their own charger and put it in their, in their house. So, I, so we're, we're asking somebody to come up with this strategy. I'm just asking that they be informed of that, make sure they know what is going on there, because that is, that's something that they've just started fairly okay. recently. And, and Commissioner, okay. uh, Madam Mayor, if I may, um, Vice Mayor, sorry, Vice Mayor for. Um, so the, the intent of this RFP is to really um, look at uh, the, the plan to deploy EV charging countywide. I have, uh, when I first saw this item come before you all, bef before we printed, I, I made sure that not only are we talking to all the private sector partners, but all municipal partners to see what they're doing, um, as well as our own county EV um, initiatives and the private sector, of course, as well. Um, it's really to look at the logical um, structure and deployment uh, of what makes sense countywide. Um, so no stone will be unturned, and including our departmental needs as well. The weak link from what I'm seeing with this is in terms of evacuations. In terms of if all of a sudden everybody needs to be evacuating, where does everybody have, and there's, there's not charging stations, but they do have mobile charging stations. I don't know how many you need. I don't bunch. either, but you know what? That'll be something that we can add that to the to the conversation. I think I that. think it would be a good idea to do that. All right, and I've got um, um, 
Dr. Harado and Mr. Vialpondo here in case okay. there's questions on the specifics. Again, this is the, the final ranking approval and we'll begin those conversations so there'll be plenty of time for us to have okay. uh, some more in depth and we'll reach out to you. For and the resource I think that would be a good resource for them to use is I think it's Alicia Lopez with the South Florida Regional Planning Council. Yeah. She's heading up all the clean cities and, and I think she's now in working with the, fed, the feds on all this. So it'd be a good resource. Excellent. I'm sure my staff is taking okay. copious notes. Thank you. Okay. I'm sure. Thank you. <laughs> thank Motion you. to approve. Right, thank you. Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, Mayor. I want to take us back to the evaluation prior to the evaluation committee. Okay. If we recognize that that information was missing, could we have given that person opportunity to correct? I hear my colleagues speak into things that we have to discuss when we decide on who's getting the contract. So that means there are gonna be changes, possible changes. I don't know. I'm just asking a question as it relates to this process. Did we recognize anything that was, that we could change? You know, not because we're currently doing things this way today, we have to continue doing it the same way mm -hmm. is where I'm going with my statement. Well, Madam Mayor, I've, I'm going to ask um, County Administrator, Ms. Mangan or Mr. Gleason to come forward and just to address if there was a cure yeah. period um, that is okay. allowable during, during that process. Thank you. Good afternoon. Good morning, Commissioners. Uh, regarding responsiveness and responsibility, generally there would be a chase or a cure period. This was actually in response to the evaluation criteria questions. So generally it's on professional, uh, professional experience, previous projects, project approach. Generally we're not chasing that. That's the EC, they review that, they do questions and answers, the presentation's on. So that's not necessarily a purview from checking a box. I do believe references were chased. Again, we did receive references, but when the evaluation committee reviewed those references, they weren't lining up to the specific type of scope of services that we're requesting in our solicitation. Okay. Any additional? Okay. Okay. I heard your re response, and you're speaking spe to specifics, and I'm also saying if we are seeing a trend and we can do anything, I know my colleagues would tell me, oh, the process works, but not all the time. So if there's opportunity to change or review your process mm -hmm. is what I'm asking you to do. And not here, okay. but in yep. your discussions. Okay, understood. Right. Thank, Thank you, Ms. Mangan. Is there anything else to add, Mr. Gleason? comment to your question, Commissioner. Uh, we have, in fact, a, a process that we're going to be starting up. It's the Procurement Innovation Council, where we're going to have representation in all the key stakeholder agencies in the county uh, to talk about these processes, and when something bubbles up that we determine is, is something at issue, we can try to solve it through through this council and then implement it through our policies. And I believe procedures. I issued that memo within the last week or two, I believe, um, um, that we I'm announced with, that. It's, it's but we can make sure your office has that memo so you understand that process that we're about to kick off. I think that'll be helpful. And it could be at the bottom of my pile also. I'm, I'm sure so I sent too many things out. I apologize. Okay. Just being able to speak to it right here in the public is also good. So I thank you for your response. Okay, yes, thank sir. you, Commissioner Rogers. Thank okay. you, Mr. Gleason. We have a motion. 
It's not all moved. Okay. Senator Geller moves to approve item 107. We have a second? Second. Commissioner Uteen. Okay. All in. All in favor? Say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. So we got six. Okay. Six. Yeah. And with the um, with the information that we, we will revisit always, as always, to find if there are things we can do better. Um, but I would urge anyone that is has been declined to follow the protest process. I mean, that's you know key to moving further with it. And keep trying. Okay. Okay, I think we are, I think we are. Madam Mayor, I'm told that your time certain was running a little late. Yeah, They're walking upstairs that. right now, so I think we can right now. Okay, we know. have a time certain. It was supposed to be at 11 o'clock. They're a few minutes late, so, um, but I think we are finished on, with the agenda items, so we'll just, you want to move to a public hearing? Yes, Mayor. Yes. Okay, so we'll go ahead and start public hearing until they get here. Uh, uh, Madam, hearing Madam, items today are 78 through 97. Staff will open the public hearing item and recognize any members of the public who wish to comment upon completion of the public comment on the item. The item will come back to the dais for any discussion and for a vote. Um, so the first item is, sorry. Find it. Excuse me. Okay, so excuse me. Uh, we have all of our guests here now, so we're going to go ahead and move on to that and we'll come back to public hearings. Okay, so we had a uh, time certain on this item, and um, this has to do with a contribution, a very generous contribution that's being made through um, to the um, Nancy J. Cotterman Center, you all know, we've talked about uh, of, uh, how, uh, how incredible the advancements have been made on this uh, with our new building and everything, so we're very happy to welcome. Uh, we, have, uh, we have Randy Perkins. Yeah. Okay, Randy, would you like to come to the microphone? Thank you so much for being here today. We appreciate it and we appreciate your generosity as well. Randy Perkins. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. I'm going to make this quick because I know the commission uh, has a very busy agenda. Mayor, thank you. Commissioners, thank you. Madam Administrator, thank you. And Commissioner Udine, who we've known each other, been friends for a long time. Uh, you know, that's, that's why I said that. That's yes, that's right. I know we agreed on that years ago. Uh, this is my daughter, Brittany Perkins. She's our CEO, but she's also a lawyer and does a lot of pro bono work for children and families and big advocate of the reason that we're here today. You know, I thought, I thought very hard, you know, about being here today, but in order to accomplish what we wanted to do, there's a process where it has to be done, I guess, in a, in a public forum. Uh, we probably, I would probably would have chose a, a different path and just kept it quiet <laughs> and, and anonymous. Uh, our company has a, a long history of, of giving back to the communities that we work in. So to our, our corporate foundation, our family foundation. Ron, a very good friend of mine, uh, <laughs> dear, dear friend, also one of the main reasons our company's grown to the success that we have today, but it's not about the company. Lauren Kids, which I sit on the board 
uh, for many years. We've done a lot of work around the country uh, uh, in rebuilding and supporting uh, various centers as a Cotterman Center. Um, this morning, we're, our company's in Georgia uh, working on a, a big uh, give back, if you will, to the Boys and Girls Club. But the point is, uh, a couple weeks ago, after spending the day at the Cotterman Center and then seeing the terrific work that the county did uh, and seeing this uh, vision to completion over many years, the city of Oakland Park uh, the, having uh, the center in, uh, within their city limits. Uh, you know, when you, when, you tour, when you tour a center like the Cotterman Center, and you, the curb appeal, how beautiful it is on the outside, as some of the commissioners uh, were, were able to be there that day. You walk the hallways, you see the murals, you see the artwork. Uh, puts a smile on your face, makes you feel really good to be there. But then, unfortunately, you see the exam rooms, the therapy, the therapy rooms uh, within that center. It reminds you uh, how bittersweet it is to have to be there. And it's unfortunate. It's, it's an unfortunate, uh, it's very unfortunate to have to have a center like the Cotterman Center in Broward County, anywhere else in, in this country. But it's also fortunate to have it. Um, and again, it, it reminds you of, of, of why it's there, the victims that, uh, that it's going to provide critical care and therapy and needs to their families, the support systems that are, uh, that are in place. While we were there, there was, there was an immediate need that uh, had not been met, and there was a process in order for that to be done. Uh, and Madam Administrator, uh, I toured it with you, and we walked around, and we were standing there, and the needs that needed to be met, we were able to commit to right away, uh, and, and we did. Uh, I knew that our, our corporate foundation, our family foundation, me personally, it was the right thing, uh, it was the right thing to do. To the law enforcement, to the staff, the volunteers, uh, all the people who give their time and goodwill. There are numerous corporations and family foundations in this county and, and other places that have committed to this center. It's not just us. So this, this donation is on behalf of all these people that I just, I just, uh, just referenced. Uh, so this is on behalf of everybody who brought the Cotterman Center from uh, uh, to where it is today, to, to those doors being open and serving uh, the, the, the people and the victims that, that is, are so critically need uh, that support. And lastly, what I do want to say is that as joyous of an occasion was being there that, that day, I personally wish I could get on a D8 bulldozer and bulldoze that place to the ground because that means it wouldn't be needed. There'd be no need for the services that are provided uh, in that center or countless other centers uh, around this country, but unfortunately that's not the case. And there is a need for it. Uh, uh, and so we just hope that, uh, Madam Administrator, that the donation that we were able to uh, provide will immediately provide those things that were talked about that day uh, for the countless victims that uh, are going to need uh, this care at the Condiment Center. And, and as, as a being from Broward County for many, many, many years, very proud that this county commission uh, stepped up and did uh, what they did to open the doors uh, to this center. So um, that's all, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
Thank you, Mr. Book. Would you like to join us as well at the podium? Madam Mayor, Commissioners, Madam Administrator, Mr. County Attorney, I simply want to say that in 2001, when I realized that I, as a parent, needed a place for a child of 17 years of age, 16 actually at the time, to receive counseling from what is otherwise a public agency, I looked around and said, how could that be? I have resources, go to the private sector. Somebody said to me, no, there's the Broward County Sexual Assault Treatment Center long before it was known as the Nancy J. Cotterman Center. And I can just look at each of you and some of you that were a part of that time period of my life, 2001 and 2002, and before we created our foundation, 2007, and Mr. Perkins became a member of our board and the Four Girls Foundation and all of Ashbridge became significant participants in the stuff we do all over Florida and around the country. I can simply look at you and say, I'm here and alive because of the Nancy J. Cotterman Center. My daughter, who's listening from Tallahassee and hears this, knows full well that she too is alive because of the Cotterman Center. When as a parent, you wake up one day and you find out that you're suffering from the parent's worst nightmare of sexual assault of a young child, you don't really know what to expect out of it. You don't know what the outcomes are because you don't know anything about the subject. You know that kids get abused, but you don't really know. And so after six or seven attempts in the private sector, Senator Rich, as you know, um, somebody said, you got this center in Broward County. And I can simply say to each of you, we have a lot of great things in Broward County. We've got a lot of great programs. We take care of a lot of people. But there is no place that you fund. There is no place that you lead as commissioners. There is no better place in the state now for a child to go, for an individual to go that has been sexually assaulted than the Nancy J. Cotterman Center. When Mr. Perkins walked into the center with us uh, the day that, uh, that the county administrator sort of led this walkthrough and a number of the commissioners were there for the dedication, mayor was there at the time, Mayor Fisher. It looked like it needed more things. I didn't have to suggest anything. County Administrator didn't have to suggest anything. He turned around and did what he just always does. And if it was the first time, maybe one would say, gee whiz, he did something nice. But the entire state, we've had sexual assault treatment centers in the panhandle that were blown down from a hurricane. Mr. Perkins and his daughter offered $100,000 to help build that place. A million dollars later, that place that had children after the hurricane getting their counseling in a car in a parking lot of a McDonald's for a year, 
That's the benevolent man I know that's given back to the community. The funds that are needed to finish the interior things will go a long way to making individuals who go there feel cared about, feel loved, feel respected. There's no more important place. Thank you. And Randy, Brittany, thank you. Ron, Ron, we're going to go ahead and take a picture if you want to come, come on up here. Okay, if you, you all just want to, I'm going to, I'm going to go down. Thank you so much. Monica, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, she is. I have three phones. That's all you have today? Well, you know, if you want it, you can get it. Down here? Going back to public hearings. Okay. <laughs> yes. Mayor, we just need a motion on 109. Excuse me, on 99. Oh, I apologize. Excuse me, a motion on 109. Or move it. Okay. I apologize. 99. Mayor, I'll move 99. Okay, and second by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Great. Thank you. And 106. And 106. We, I, we haven't gotten to the uh, regular, this was just the special setting. Uh, correct? <laughs> I, I had misspoken. It wasn't 109, Vice Mayor. It was uh, 99 that was just moved. Yes. 99. I moved 99. I said 99. Yeah, 99. Okay. Are we all clear on what we just did? Okay, great. So we did 99. Okay. Um, okay. So we're now we're moving on to public hearings. And I mentioned it was uh, items 78 through 97. And we'll open the public hearing. And we'll move on to the first one. 
The public hearing on item 78 is now open. Item 78 is a motion to adopt resolution to vacate a 10-foot wide drainage easement lying in lots 25 and 26, block 46 of Coconut Creek 11 section plat, as recorded in plat book 74, page 15, in the city of Coconut Creek. No members of the public have signed up to speak on this item. Move it. Did you have a motion? That's a good Okay. Uh, I have a motion by Commissioner Boke, and I'm going to go to the other side. The, 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 the duo over here, the dynamic duo. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> you got it right this time. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. Uh, any any comments? Not seeing it. no one. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Probably saying aye. Opposed? Okay, so we are, again, three, four, seven. Well, is Lamar on the phone? No, Lamar uh, Lamar is not on the phone Seven's right now. Looking yeah. the okay. Seven's looking so, Okay. Okay. So we'll now move on to number 79. The public hearing Madam on Reader. item The public hearing on item 79 is now open. Item 79 is a motion to adopt a resolution to vacate a portion of a right-of-way line within parcel A of New World Plat as recorded in Plat Book 166, page 37 in the town of Davie. No members of the public have signed up to speak on this item. Okay. Second. Move Senator Geller moves approval. Mr. McKenzie seconds the motion. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay, carries seven nothing. Okay. Uh, we'll now move on to eight number eighty. Item eighty. The public hearing on item 80 is now open. Item 80 is a motion to enact ordinance adopting Broward County Land Use Plan Text Amendment PCT 23-2 updating policy 2.21.6 to include reference to the Regional Climate Action Plan. No members of the public have signed up to speak on this. Move item. it. Okay. Uh, okay, Senator, uh, Commissioner Bogan moves and Senator Geller seconds. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, passes. Number 81, item 81. The public hearing on item 81 is now open. Item 81 is a motion to enact ordinance adopting a small-scale amendment to the county land use plan map PC 23-5 in the city of Hollywood. No members of the public have signed up to speak on this item. Okay, move to approve. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, Commissioner Furr. Uh, yeah, just a comment. This, this was a um, uh, taking some land away from Emerald Hills Golf Course. It, it went through a lot of opposition uh, for a number of years. Uh, both the city ended up approving it unanimously, as did the planning council. We are losing the best. I, I'm opposing it. I, I, want, I want to play that course. We're, uh, we're so losing the best. We do not want it to. I know. That's kidding. the best finishing hole <laughs> in South Florida, and we're going to lose that. But other than that, um, okay. I think, so I think the um, involvement with the community, not, that I think everybody's okay. Not everybody's okay with it, but um, yeah, I think it's going to be okay. Right. Is this your district, Commissioner? Okay. It is. Yes, it Do you is. want us to vote against it? Okay. No, he doesn't. No, no. no he doesn't. <laughs> motion to approve. Okay. Uh, motion by Vice Mayor Furr, seconded by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Pass the seven. Nothing. Pardon me? <laughs> I wasn't. 82, item 82, please. The public hearing on item 82 is now open. Item 82 is a motion to adopt resolution to transmit a proposed amendment to the county land use plan map PC 23-5.B in the city of Hollywood. One member of the public has signed up to speak on the item and that is Scott Weaselberg. I'm sorry, what was the name? Scott Weaselberg. Scott Weaselberg, okay. He's good. He's good? He's Are you okay? Are you supported? Okay. He's good. He looks good too. Okay. okay. All right. Now that we've established all of that, is there a motion to move approve it. this? Move it. Move by, it. By, uh, Commissioner Bogan, seconded by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. 
Aye. Opposed? Okay. Okay, item number 83. The public hearing on item 83 is now open. Item 83 is a motion to adopt resolution to allocate 568 redevelopment units to the town of Pembroke Park, PCRU 23-1 per county land use plan policy 2.35.1. No member of the public has signed up to speak on this item. Move it. Okay. Move it, Mayor. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, seconded by Commissioner Eugene. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Okay. Passes aye, aye, aye. seven to one again. All right. Uh, motion uh, item 84. Seven nothing. You mean. Seven nothing. I'm, yeah. yeah. 84. The public Please. hearing on item 84 is now open. Item 84 is a motion to adopt resolution granting renewal of a non-exclusive unrestricted Port Everglades cargo handler service services franchise to Logistech Everglades LLC for a new 10-year term. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Okay. We've heard the move by Vice Mayor Furr, seconded by somebody over here. Second. <laughs> Commissioner Eugene. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay. That, wait, the, the county attorney wants you to say I louder. Aye, 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 aye. Okay. Okay. Thank you very well. Okay. Passes again. We say it's seven, seven nothing. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We are now moving to 85. The public hearing on item 85 is now open. Item 85 is a motion to adopt resolution granting renewal of a non-exclusive unrestricted Port Everglades Steamship Agent Services franchise to Logistech Everglades LLC for a new five-year term. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Move it, Mayor. Moved by, moved by Commissioner Bogan, seconded by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, thank you. Okay, moving on to... Moving on to item number 86. 86, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, okay, Madam Reader, please. The public hearing on item 86 is now open. Item 86 is a motion to adopt resolution granting renewal of a non exclusive, unrestricted Port Everglades Stevedore Services franchise to Logistech Everglades LLC for a new 10 year term. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Move it, Mayor. Commission, okay, Commissioner Bogan moves and sec, Senator Geller seconds the motion on number 87. All in favor say aye. aye. All in favor aye. say aye. Aye, aye, aye. Opposed? Okay, passes seven, nothing. Thank you. All right, item uh, 88. The I'm sorry, did we take both of those together, A and B? It was on 87? Uh, yes. Yes, okay, fine. 88. We just did 87. We just voted on 87. No, we just voted on Sorry. Voted on 86. Okay. I thought we voted on 87. The public hearing on item 87 is now open. Item 87 has two parts. The board will consider and vote on both parts at the same time. Part A is a motion to adopt supplemental budget resolutions within the general fund and the Broward Municipal Services District Fund in the amount of $38,312,134, primarily to appropriate funds for prior year commitments and to provide additional funding for other programs. Part B is a motion to adopt supplemental budget resolution within the County Transportation Trust Fund in the amount of $2,751,146 to appropriate funds for prior year commitments. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Mayor, I'm going to move A and B for item 87. Okay, A, and, a and B. Second by Vice Mayor Furr. All in favor say, say aye. 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 Opposed? 
Okay, 87 passes, seven, nothing. Item 88. The public hearing on item 88 is now open. Item 88 is a motion to adopt supplemental budget resolution within the special revenue funds in the amount of $16,550,794 to appropriate funds for prior year commitments and to provide additional funding for other programs. Three members of the public have signed up to speak. The first is Cynthia Laurent, followed by Burbeth Foster. Okay, Cynthia Laurent, are you here? 88. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Administrator, uh, Attorney, and Commissioners. My name is Cynthia Laurent, and I am the Florida Rising Statewide Housing Justice Campaigner. This past year, I've had the pleasure and the challenge of doing advocacy at the state level, across the state at counties and local levels on affordable or maybe what's better described as attainable housing. Uh, today, I'm here to say that we are in full support of a tenant right to counsel program in Broward County, and we ask that this body sets aside $2.7 million for that program. We know that many of the commissioners here have been strong advocates for housing, uh, but Broward County does have a problem. Right now, Broward County has one of the highest homeless rates in the state at 2,000 homeless individuals. Um, I would like to thank Commissioner Rogers at the last meeting for uplifting how skyrocketing rents are gentrifying our neighborhoods. And so our ask is that we help preserve and people keep people in place by funding the Right to Council program. I thank you and it's an honor to speak before you. Thank you. We had another speaker. Uh... The next speaker is Burbeth Foster followed by Jeff Hittleman. Okay, Ms. Foster. Good morning. Um, before the time starts, one moment. I have some students with me that um, would like sure. to stand with us. Stand with you, sure, come on up. They are from the new um, El Kebalon Education Center in Lauderhill. They've been learning about civic engagement and the right to counsel program. So we just wanted to have them stand with us um, this morning. Thank you so much, commissioners, for your time. Um, I am here again. <laughs> we are here to talk about the possibility of a right to counsel program here in Broward. We have, since the um, budget meeting um, a few months ago, we have taken the advice of several of the commissioners to meet with county departments, to think through a um, RFP program to get the get this item in the county, but we also wanted to just remind you all that we are still here. We were told to come back during the amendment process to remind you that this is still a very important topic. As Cynthia just mentioned, we watched the affordable housing workshop um, a couple weeks ago. We are very excited to see the possibility of really beginning to tackle the housing crisis here in Broward County through the development of new units. But until then, our essential workers are struggling. They are our people in service industry, our home health care aides, our um, people in hospitality. We really need to be trying to keep these people in their homes until such time as these units are developed so that the people who have contributed to the um, vibrant community that we see here um, will be able to benefit from the affordable housing 
um, initiatives that we're, we're hearing about right now. So again, we just wanted to remind the commissioners that we feel very confident after um, being connected through the county administrator's office, being connected with other departments, we feel confident about an RFP process. Unfortunately, that's not gonna probably come until 2025. We would love to see as the county is considering budget allocations and amendments to the budget to find any dollars to fund a pilot program that would really actually help us establish um, the metrics and help us show that a program like this is really gonna have a positive impact on the community. It would help with our RFP process because we would have numbers and we would have data to submit along with that. So we thank you all for um, the commitments we hear on a regular basis about providing services and housing to um, the constituents in this county. Um, Representative um, Commissioner Bogan's discussion earlier about important services that could be funded. Um, Commissioner Rogers' discussion, um, Commissioner Rich's um, push for affordable housing. All of these things tell us that this is a very important topic to you all. It is very important to us as well. And we really just want to remind you that a tenant right to counsel would serve um, the interest and the goals of everyone here. So thank you all so much for your time and thank you for having our students come up with me. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Wait, wait, wait a second, uh, Brett. Mayor, can I ask a question? Yes. Can I ask you a question? Two quick questions. When you say right to counsel, I'm an attorney. When you say right to counsel, exactly what type of counsel are you providing? Well, this is, um, this is a program that is pushed through the, the National Coalition for a Tenant's Right to Counsel. It essentially means any tenant who is being put out of their unit will have the right to access an attorney in the county. Usually that model begins with rolling it out for people who cannot afford an attorney, but at okay. some point we would like to know that every tenant who's being brought into court for eviction proceedings will have access either to counsel and advice or actual legal so, representation. So, so what if they're being put out because they didn't pay their rent? Well, that, that's an important element, but you have to remember that in the state of Florida, that you do have, you still have defenses if you haven't paid your rent. Maybe there's a motion to determine rent that you could, that could be filed. And also we found in other models across the country that even when someone doesn't have the funds to pay their rent, it actually works out in a situation where two attorneys are able to negotiate a process that can help that person move with dignity and move to a new unit or find somewhere to go to prevent homelessness. So there are cases in which there, the funding may not be there for them to be able to stay in the, the home that they're in, but maybe they just need time. And through an attorney and through representation, we're preventing people from having to live in their cars until such time as they can find their next living so arrangement. As an individual, I'm very sympathetic to anybody that's put out, okay? However, we represent individuals, we represent people that own apartment buildings, we represent the whole gamut as county commissioners. So if an apartment building owner is sitting in the audience and says, wait, commissioner, uh, I represent, a, and if somebody's gonna be put out because they didn't pay, I have a mortgage on this apartment building, I have to make rent payment, you know, get rent okay. payments. Um, I, you know, are you, your position would be, well, that person's being put out, gonna be homeless, and that landlord can eat it, eat that money for a while until we help. So I, I need to know- That's not my position. My position is that okay. if, and we didn't have an opportunity, um, Commissioner Bogan, unfortunately, to present our, our, our right to counsel 
um, presentation to your office, but we would love to have more conversations about this. But the model actually shows that in other regions, tenants and, and landlord attorneys actually prefer to be working together in a process to, to, to have people vacate units and move into other units. Because actually, when there is no representation, sometimes the process okay. gets delayed, mm -hmm. things sit in the wayside. Judges and judges' assistants have huge dockets. So actually, there's an opportunity for attorneys to negotiate and move things and move the process along in a way that is both beneficial to landlords and tenants. Okay, let me, let me just, before you leave, there's another uh, comment, but I do want to respond to you. Because we have uh, an initiative going that you need to be a part of if you're not. And I think the landlord recruitment initiative, not necessarily, you know, the recruitment part of it, but, but it's, uh, it's an opportunity. We have 142 landlords that are, we, we're working with. We, we provide incentives to them to, uh, keep, to uh, put people into their apartments. Uh, we have, it, it's, a, it's an amazing program that's taken place, you know, it's really taken off now. And we also have a strong program with legal aid. Uh, that's the other side of it with the, with the attorneys and the, and the tenants. So, and and we are, we're in conjunction now with, um, with legal aid because a, a large amount of, of money, a big contribution was made uh, exactly for this. So we need to link you up with that for the time being so that you uh, can take advantage of some of these. We don't want people living in cars either. We have 400, approximately 400 uh, school children living in cars with their families right now. We're working with these landlords. We're working with the attorneys with legal aid. So there is a program in place. And I'd like to see if we can get you involved in that because I think that could be a big help to you until, and we do have, as you said, you were there for the workshop. We're spending probably more money uh, in, than any other county in the state other than Miami-Dade because it has a surtax that we don't have and can't seem to get uh, than, than any other county in terms of building. And that is where we have to go is build. We, we, we put in another $20 million this year into the, our, from our general fund. That's the money you're asking for. It's now there for, to more, for, for more housing. But then we also have alongside it parallel this landlord initiative. And unfortunately, the state did take away, preempt some things that we were doing, as you know. So we're, we, all, we're, we all acknowledge we're on preemption. It. We're, we're on it, <laughs> but I would like to make sure you get connected in to, so that the people that you're talking about can be connected into this program. We're connected okay. through a coalition yeah. with Coast to Coast Legal Aid, which is the sister yeah. organization of legal aid services. They actually yeah, don't get any funding, right. but we're all trying yeah. to work together to, right. to, to, okay. to tackle this issue. So thank you. Okay. We would love to yeah. continue uh, that. Commissioner Udine has a comment. <clears throat> I just want to add one comment that hasn't been mentioned, and I've mentioned it to the county administrator. Um, the, the, the program, the project is an important one. It's something that we should look at and we should investigate with every, everything else. The Florida Supreme Court last year changed the rules of the Florida Bar IOTA accounts. Uh, there was an article that came out yesterday. There is more money than they know what to do with right now in these legal aid services. I went on the website and looked at it. The numbers have gone through the roof. They've taken so much more money in because now they mandate that Florida attorneys' IOTA accounts have to pay a level of interest that is much greater than it had been for as long as you can remember. If you remember, if you had an IOTA account, usually the interest is next to nothing if you're holding dollars for real estate closings or whatnot. It's been increased so that the interest is about 4%. It was like 0.001%. The banks are 
you know, complaining about it right now, but there is a pile of money in there, and I went through and I looked through it. Coast to Coast Legal is one of the recipients of that. The other legal aid service providers that we have. I'm not commenting on what we should do here as a county for now, but what I'm saying is there is a pile of money that our county residents are paying in through this IOTA account that they don't even know what to do with the money right now, and we should be looking there first because the numbers that you're talking about seems to be something that can come out of there so that the money can be there before we then take it again from county residents. I think it's incredibly important. There, you, there's articles about it every day. I've sent them to the county administrator. She can send them to you. And it's something that, the, that I know coast to coast takes advantage of it, so it will be asking them to increase their allocation. I don't know how they do it, but there is a way to do it. The Florida Bar Foundation has already allocated, and coast to coast did see a slight um, increase, so but there, but there's still ask, a lot of there's still a huge gap. They should ask for more because <laughs> they're the, the the amount has tripled of what they're giving out. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for. Thank bringing you all the, so much. I appreciate your time. We appreciate your advocacy, and I want to thank you for bringing the students with you because it's so important that they begin Absolutely. to learn here and hear and become future leaders and advocates themselves. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Mayor, there's one more speaker, yes. I believe. One more. Yes. The next speaker is Jeff Hittleman. Jeff. Please, thank you. I'm a lawyer at Coast to Coast Legal Aid. There you go. <laughs> Proudly representing seniors. I handle eviction cases, trying to keep our seniors in their homes. Last week, we had a 96-year-old tenant. She paid for a funeral for a family member and then fell behind on her rent. We negotiated with the landlord and reached a settlement yesterday where our rental assistance fund will pay the back rent owed. Landlord agreed to waive most of the late fees and stop the eviction. So this morning, as I was checking the emails on my phone back there, the landlord, the landlord emailed me to say, I'm so glad we could do this. This was a win-win for everyone. What a great holiday present. In the last few months, we've met with some Broward County agencies with family success. We had a very productive meeting with the Homeless Continuum of Care, run by Dr. Carolyn McGuire. And we've identified several potential ways that we can collaborate, join forces, and help tenants in even better ways throughout Broward County. As Burbeth mentioned, our program right now is only for seniors. Uh, we don't receive any county funding. Uh, you know, there are two legal aid programs in Broward, and ours, coast to coast, doesn't receive county dollars. So we, we look forward to collaborating with the county to find ways to create win-win situations for everyone, landlords and tenants. Thank you. I, I just tell, I have to tell you a nice story to go along with that. Um, at, our, um, at our breakfast to honor the landlords, we had uh, about 13 of them uh, who had you know, done some special work, the landlords. So we honored them. And uh, uh, Mr. Bob Manny, who had given a, a, a million dollars to legal aid, uh, 
was there and uh, he had he had spoken. So the the last landlord, just about the last one that came up, and we were giving five hundred dollars just as you know a little bonus to each of those landlords. And he stood up there, and after he heard what he was doing with legal aid, he stood up and he said, okay, I want to give my $500 to him. And then I want you to know, and subsequently, he gave $1,000. He gave $1,000 wow. to, to, to that program. So there are some really, really wonderful people out there, and uh, we're just trying to expand that program and get people involved. So thank you for all the work you do, and we, we definitely want to be working with you as well as both legal aids, because you both do incredible work in the community. Thank you. Thank you. Madam Mayor, there was um, one other speaker that was signed up, but it said for questions only. I believe okay. she may be interested in speaking. Okay. Who's that, please? Correct. The final speaker will be Anastasia Robinson. What's her first name? Anastasia. Anastasia. Okay. Thank you. Yes, and you said it correctly. Thank you for that. Thank you, Commissioners, Mayor, Vice Mayor. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't really understand that gotta read right right um so thank you guys we i am here in support of the right to counsel i am a broward county resident yes i work for an organization that you are familiar with but i am here representing myself um i do know that the program in itself it does need more funds allocated towards it um, but also within that program it's not just for renters it's also for the landlords um, uh, rental assistance is a program that's included in that program overall um, and rental assistant dollars is we have a lot um, you know just move a little bit to help that pot that would be helpful um, because as you can see the youth is here and if this program is adopted in 2025 that's great but that might not give their parents enough time. It might not give me enough time, to be honest. Like, so please, if you can have further discussion, I know you don't have a lot of time because it's wrapping up as of today and tomorrow, um, but we would really, really appreciate it. It's 2.7 million. Um, I heard the project that you guys started on post pandemic, um, you know, Thank you, um, Commissioner Bogan. Thank you, Commissioner Rogers, for making sure funds aren't taken out um, of the regular budget for a artistic project. Um, but still, um, there's allocations. That, there is part of the budget, special budget, that can be allocated towards the right to counsel. So please, if you guys could consider that. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Okay. we have completed all the speakers. Uh, thank you all for coming again. Uh, and uh, any further discussion? Mayor, I'll move 88, is it? 88, yes. Yes. Commissioner Rogers, okay, yeah. Okay, thank you. I, hi, Commissioner Bogan, are you doing good? Okay, thank you, Madam Mayor. Okay, my mic just went on. I'm gonna be brief because I hear the comments on this commission, and I'm trusting that staff heard the comments that were made. And if we were to do a count, would we get four, six of our commissioners to agree that staff need to look into opportunities for um, even joint grant process? That's an opportunity. It shows 
everyone that Broad County is engaged and truly engaged. We need to do something now. So I'm glad it was Commissioner Udine. You identified some funding and you turned it over to the county administration. Trust the county administration get it to get the right people in the room so they're not asking for anything. They're good attorneys. They can read grant and do grant writing. We're just, I'm just happy. And I'm hoping by having these conversations, you see and feel the passion and direction in addition to where we are that we should be going to solve the problems this year and next year. Waiting three years down the road to build a house or build an apartment is not going to satisfy all of our needs. Everything working together will solve it sooner. And that's what we're looking for, sooner than later. So thank you, Madam. Thank you, Mayor. Okay, we have a motion by uh, Commissioner Bogan. Do we have a second? Second. Second by Vice Mayor Furr. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? <clears throat> okay, so it's seven nothing again. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, uh, 89. The public hearing on item, item 89 is now open. Item 89 is a motion to adopt supplemental budget resolution within the capital outlay funds in the amount of $15,150,000 to appropriate funds for prior year commitments and to provide additional funding for other programs. No members of the public have signed up to speak on this item. Second. Senator Geller. Uh, uh, mixed motion and uh, Senator, I mean, Commissioner Boga. That's okay. I like want to make everybody like a senator you. now, right? <laughs> and Commissioner Bogan seconds it. All in favor say aye. Aye. Okay, we have a seven nothing again. Uh, number 90. The public hearing on item 90 is now open. Item 90 is a motion to adopt supplemental budget resolution within the enterprise funds in the amount of $17,051,888 primarily to appropriate funds for prior year commitments and to provide additional funding for other programs. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Okay, thank you. Move it. Motion. Yeah. Motion. <laughs> motion by Commissioner Bogan, seconded by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Seven nothing. Okay, 91. This is the last The one. public hearing on item 91 is now open. Item 91 is a motion to adopt supplemental budget resolution within the internal service funds in the amount of $28,600 primarily to appropriate funds for prior year commitments and to provide additional funding for other programs. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Okay, motion. Approval. Second. Second. I was waiting. Second. He's not. You, you, you lost that time. Okay. Moved by Senator Geller, seconded by Commissioner McKenzie. All in favor say aye. Okay, pass. No, opposed? Uh, pass the 7 1. Okay. Now we are 92. The public hearing on item 92 is now open. Item 92 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to noise, amending various sections of Article 7 of Chapter 27 of the County Code of Ordinances relating to noise generated by facilities authorized to operate with a county air license or State of Florida air permit, and amending Section 39-133 of the County Code of Ordinances related to noise disturbances. No members of the public have signed up to speak on this item. What a surprise. Move it. Okay. Move, move by Commissioner Bogan, seconded by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes seven nothing. Mayor, if I could just ask council for 92, does that noise include speeches by county commissioners? Yes. <laughs> and I have to interpret that. Okay. No, but I wish it included blowers. Okay, uh, we're on 93. The public hearing on item 93 is... <laughs> 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 
The public hearing on item 93 is now open. Item 93 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to licensure of child care facilities, repealing Article 15 of Chapter 20, repealing and replacing Chapter 7, and amending Section 8.5-16 of the County Code of Ordinances. No member of the public have signed up to speak on the item. Second. Okay. Commissioner Furr, Vice Mayor yeah. Furr. Um, there has been quite a bit of discussion on this from yes, there has. child care. Mm -hmm. the, only, the, the one thing I think, the, the communication has not been the best. And one of the things that they were asking to do is they were trying to have all the child care centers meet on teams. That's not a good idea. Because very few people, other centers are going to know how to use teams. They use Zoom. So at the very minimum, Let's get them on the platform that they can discuss this on. Because I think 566 had signed up for teams, 11 got on it, or something like that. We, we've got to find a way that, that we're working with all those, those centers. Um, I know there's been some discussions about what happens during change of ownership, things like that. But at the very minimum, let's, let's kind of work on our, our communication <coughs> with them. Um, and that's, that's the main thing I think needs to happen. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I, I did talk with the ELC. They were okay with the, the changes or right. the learning coalition, but they had said the same thing. Yeah. That communications vital, and so uh, you know we're using Facebook right now, as as well as Teams, and that's not a good way. That that doesn't make sense either. So our our team is listening, and we'll make okay. sure that uh, we're looking at all the different uh, uh, mechanisms. Uh, yeah. For communication. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I, I just want to say I just think any everything we can do to help. Yeah. Uh, this is you talk about a crisis. This is a crisis for childcare. People just cannot afford it. Uh, you, you see people leaving the workforce because they can't afford it. And we, we have to really, you know, we, we've always been supportive, but we need to look at as whatever we can to help support. And if it's just a simple Zoom meeting or whatever it might be that could be helpful, whatever it is, we need to we need to do that. Okay, I have a, I have a, a motion by, uh, I'll, I'll by, move by uh, Vice Mayor Furr, a second by uh, uh, Commissioner Rogers. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, passes seven nothing. Okay, we're moving to 94. The public hearing on item, on item 94 is now open. Item 94 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to child care licensing fees, amending section 40.51 of the county administrative code. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Move it. Second by Commissioner Brogan, seconded by Commissioner Furr. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. Passes 7 nothing. Okay. Number 95. The public hearing on item, item 95 is now open. Item 95 is a motion to enact ordinance pertaining to the official logo of Broward County, creating section 21-1 and amending section 8.5-16 of the County Code of Ordinances, establishing authorized uses and defining unlawful practices relating to the Broward County logo and establishing penalties for unauthorized use of the Broward County logo. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Move it. Moved by Commissioner Bogan, seconded by Senator Geller. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes 7 nothing. Uh, okay, 96. The public hearing on item 96 is now open. Item 96 is a motion to adopt resolution <coughs> pertaining to the advertising marketing program, repealing and replacing section 13.62 of the county administrative code and authorizing the county administrator to administer and periodically update the advertising and marketing program. No member of the public has signed up to speak on the item. Moved Second. by Senator Geller. Seconded by Commissioner Bogan. All in favor say aye. 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 No. Any no's? No? Okay. Uh, seven nothing. Again, thank you. It passes. 
97, last item on public. Our final public hearing item hearing. is item 97. The public hearing on item 97 is now open. Item 97 is a motion to adopt resolution pertaining to taxi, taxi meter rates, amending section 40.50 of the county administrative code. Two members of the public have signed up to speak on the item. The first person is Joe Davis, followed by Bernie Friedman. Okay, Mr. Davis. Welcome. Good afternoon. Um, After you. Mayor Rich and Vice Mayor Beanfar <clears throat> and Commissioners. Um, I thought there would be more people here to speak on this item. I, I really could just be more uh, of an answer if you have any questions regarding it. You know, the, the uh, CPI has gone up 35%. We haven't had an increase in um, five years, and that was a 45 cent increase in 2018. The, um, the ask is for 20% which you know, I believe will keep us um, competitive with the rideshare companies and other forms of transportation that are available out here. Um, and I also want to make sure that I thank the commission for its continued support with the Rider's Choice Program and the Late, uh, the late Shift Connect Program. Mm -hmm. In the last 12 months, we've done over 44,000 trips <clears throat> with, with that program. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, I want to thank Paul Strobus for his involvement in that and also keeping it going for us. And then also just to thank Lenny for having his staff put together the analysis. Um, you know, this will keep us still at that 20%, 17% less than Miami-Dade. I know we don't care how we do it in Dade, but <laughs> it does keep us uh, less than them down there for the first mile. We'll be a dollar thirty, sorry, dollar twenty cents a mile cheaper on the first mile, and almost three dollars a mile cheaper on the uh, following miles. So if you have any questions, I'm here. Otherwise, I'm okay. asking questions? for 20%. Okay, thank you so much. Madam Mayor. Mr. Friedman. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Mayor, this is my head. Thank you, Mayor. Um, so I was informed that since the last time we raised rates, uh, the CPI has gone up over 30%, nearly 35%, and these workers need to have their wages go up as well. So we're not raising it up 30, 35%, but 20%. But it should, my amendment is from the time, it's, it's from the time the person gets in the taxi, it's called the drop, uh, drop. And so it would include from the minute the person gets in, not once it's go, like, you know, at a certain point, but from the beginning of the ride through the ride, it'd be 20%. Uh, even though, again, the CPI has gone over, th I think, 35%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, obviously this is an amendment, not what we were briefed on. Can we hear from Lenny or staff on, sure. on this? Mr. Vialpanda. Hi, Lenny. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon, actually. So, so basically the original item that was submitted changed the per sixth mile rate by 20%. However, during the first mile, when you first get in the car, like if you watch one of the old movies and they drop the flag, that's called the drop rate. That's what you pay immediately when you get in. By not changing the drop rate in the original item, the first mile didn't go up by 20%, just the additional miles did. And so the amendment makes it so that the first mile also goes up by 20%, so that the total of the trip is up 20%. And does staff have a recommendation on this? So, so we're, we're supportive of the 20% and, and to um, uh, yeah. Commissioner Bogan's point, um, depending on what CPI you look at it, it has gone up substantially more than this, but um, just know that the drop rate change does make us so that, you know, every jurisdiction does it differently, right? So somebody might say to you, well, your drop rate's higher than Dade's. 
and that could be that would be true under the amendment. However, the first mile is less expensive because Dade's per six mile rate is still 17% higher than the one in the ordinance. So just depending on how you look at it, it's kind of all over the map. But um, you know, the board's policy decision is fine with us. It's certainly something we're supposed to do every couple of years anyway, and it hasn't been done since 2018. Okay, okay. thank you, Mr. Alpano. Uh, the amendment has been made by Commissioner Bogan, seconded by Senator Geller. Any further discussion? All in favor of the amendment say aye. Pardon me? Discussion? I did not turn my Mr. mic on. No, I asked if anybody else wanted to speak. I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. All righty. Um, thank you, Madam Mayor. I will say I'm supportive of um, the request. There was another group that came to me, and I needed to put it on record, that they wanted for us to consider a higher increase. They were looking at what was done in Palm Beach County and Miami-Dade County doing comparisons, but when we share the information and, and the formula that was used, I think they agreed, because they're not here with us, that what we're doing, they agree and support, but they're asking that we are consistent with the every two years to look at what's going on in the industry and not <clears throat> wait so long to consider some type of you know, support to bring them where they're competitive with all of the other ride shares in Broward County. So I just needed to say that for the record. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We have a, a, a motion and a second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? <clears throat> okay. Seven to nothing. Thank you. That was the amendment. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse I me. That was, that, you're right. That's the amendment. Second. Okay. So. I move the item as amendment. Okay. Commissioner Udine moves the item. Second. Yeah. Senator, it was me. Commissioner McKenzie. Okay. Not, not Geller, it was me. Okay. okay. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? Okay. Carries 7 nothing. <clears throat> okay. That's it. Okay. Let's see where we are now. Huh? Back to 106. Oh, we did that. Okay. Let's get to 106. Okay, item 106. Let's get back to that. Item 106 is a motion to award open end contract to low bidder ITW GSE Inc. for preconditioned air units and replacement parts for the Broward County Aviation Department and the initial one year estimated amount of $3,141,601, which includes allowances in the total annual estimated amount of $350,000 and authorize the director of purchasing to renew the contract for four one year periods for a five year potential estimated amount of $15,708,005. Okay. No member of the public has signed up to speak on that item. I'm sorry, no one? Okay. No yes. member of the public has signed up to speak. Okay, moved by Senator Geller. Second. Seconded by Sen uh, Commissioner Bogan. Any further comment? All, all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes 7 nothing. Okay. Where are we? 107. I think 107, 107 next, yeah. Okay. 107. Oh, I'm sorry, we did that. 111, excuse me. So I said 109. 109. 109. What is it? 109. I don't see that here. <laughs> Item 109 is a motion we to transferred approve final one, We transferred 108, 9, and 10, and 11, and 10 to uh, consent. 
right? No, Renee has uh, got it under okay. control here. What do we got? It's, one, it's 109, Mayor. 107 was, uh, was already done yeah. separately. Right. Okay, 109, please. Thank you. Item 109 is motion A is a motion to approve final ranking of the qualified firms for janitorial services for county facilities for the facilities management division. The top ranked firms are one, Sunshine Cleaning Systems, LLC, two, Chai Ada Corporation, and three, SFM Janitorial Services, LLC. Motion B is a motion to approve final ranking of the qualified firms for janitorial services for county facilities for the Facilities Management Division. Motion C is a motion to authorize director purchasing to negotiate and execute agreements between Broward County and Sunshine Cleaning Systems, LLC, for janitorial services for county facilities. Agreement number three, the South Regional Courthouse and the total five-year potential estimated amount of $1,268,137 in agreement number four, Broward County Judicial Complex and the total five-year potential estimated amount of seven million. $601,446 for the Facilities Management Division. There are currently five speakers signed up to speak on this item. Okay, let's begin with the first speaker. The first speaker for the item is Matthew Seiko, followed by Joe Goldstein. Sorry, Matthew who? What's his last name? <laughs> Is that Matthew Seiko? Seiko. However you prefer, Commissioner. Matt, Mayor, if it's Matt okay Sacco, with you, if it's okay with you, I'd like to have uh, Joe Goldstein, who's our attorney on this, um, okay. could she to go first? That's yep. all right with you? Thank you. That's fine. <laughs> go ahead, uh, Mr. Goldstein. Like assistant to pass out the handouts, please. Seiko. Mr. Seiko, please do not. Mr. Goldstein, you're Mayor, on. May I, may I wait until the handout is passed out? Just a brief presentation that I'd like the commissioners to look at. Sure. <laughs> he's, he's slow. He's slow. <laughs> Thank you. Madam Mayor, may I proceed? Yes, you may. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Madam Mayor and Vice Mayor, congratulations, by the way, on your new terms and uh, commissioners you. and administration and staff. Uh, my name is Joe Goldstein, uh, counsel for Chiada, uh, the second ranked vendor in agreements number three and four that are before you today. Uh, and what we're asking for you to do, and Mr. Okur is also here. Uh, Bart Kerr is the uh, owner and principal and president of the company. Um, what we're asking you to do today is to exercise your discretion under the Broward County Pro Procurement Code to find Sunshine Cleaning non-responsible. Uh, as most of you know, the procurement process has changed over time, but there's one thing left in the procurement code, and I've put it in front of you there, under section 21.4, subparagraph 3. You, as the awarding authority, are the final decision makers on who is responsible. Below it, it we had a good segue earlier about the difference between responsibility and responsiveness. Below it, I put your definition of responsibility. And it's usually two things, the, the, the ability to perform and the integrity to perform. And that's what we're challenging here today. 
Sunshine Cleaning lacks the integrity to perform, and for Agreement 3 and 4, which are before you today, you should find them non-responsible. Um, why is that? Um, they are non-responsible because they fail to disclose to the evaluation committee um, exactly who are their principals and who actually controls this company. Um, on the next page, uh, if you uh, go to page number, base stamp number two, the back side, you, they were asked to fill out a vendor questionnaire. And as I highlighted there at the bottom of the page, list your name of each principal, owner, officer, and major shareholder. And what they did was they listed their local team. And we all know Sunshine Cleaning. Um, they've been around for a long time. Mr. Calufetti, may he rest in peace, started the company. This is the team that's been with them for a long time. Um, but they are not the owners. They are not the officers. And they are not the major shareholders. How do we know that? Because of discovery during the bid protest, we received the next document. It's on the next page, Limited Liability Company Agreement. In 2022, Sunshine was bought by Pritchard. Pritchard is owned by Little John, an investment banking firm from New York City. And if you look uh, to who's the management of this company, it's one page further and it's highlighted in yellow, um, the management is the sole member of Sunshine Cleaning, Pritchard Industries. Who are the officers of Pritchard? And it's, that's on the next further page, page four. Jay Lathan, David Strupinski, yeah. Thomas Melton, Robin, Robert Sokolowski. These are gentlemen who live in New York City and the, therefore for their failure to disclose who their actual owners yeah. are. May I have 10 more yeah. seconds, Mayor? 10 seconds, okay. Uh, yeah. And so, again, they're trying to present to you that they're still locally controlled. The day-to-day -day is certainly being run okay. by those folks on the ground, but the control okay. is under that operating agreement with the, okay. with the guys in New York City. Thank okay. you. Thank you, Mr. Goldstein. Yes, do you have a question? Yeah, my question to Mr. Goldstein um, is, is there any other information besides this issue that uh, you'd like to... Uh, uh, bring to our attention. This is the most significant information uh, to, to bring to your attention. If you'd like, if you look at, I think it's fittingly, in their proposal, um, you know, there's really two things you put in your proposal. You describe how you're going to do it, and you put what's the price, right? And it's interesting. This is not before you, but when you look in their proposal as to the price, who signed that price page? Was it any of these local people who they purport to be officers? Okay, no, it was the gentleman the from New York City. So, but then, you, okay. you claim that they're not disclosing who their owners are, but here on page three, they are disclosing Jay Leiden, David. Aren't they, aren't they complying by disclosing the president, chief executive officer? Aren't they saying who their officers are? This, this document, that LLC agreement, is that what you're looking yes. at? That was never provided to the evaluation committee. Oh. It, was, it was never, it was not part of their proposal. It was provided to staff prior to the procurement's beginning. Um, because what happened is they had existing contracts, so they needed to do a name change. And that's the last uh, bit in there. So staff knew about it, but the evaluation committee never knew about it because it wasn't presented to them. Um, uh, uh, you can, uh, Mr. Gleason, he knew about it. 
but he never forwarded it to the evaluation committee for their consideration. And that's why I'm here today. We're here today because it's for your consideration okay, uh, to make your you. determination under 21.4. Okay, Zero. Senator Geller, did you have a question? Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, Mr. Goldstein, uh, I'd like to first uh, ask you, because I'm always sympathetic when there's a lawyer up there, whoever they may be, knowing that they have a three-minute uh, deadline and knowing that it's difficult to make them, are there other points that you would have made if you had additional time? Or, well, or have you succinctly, in that one point, raised all of your issues? I, I hesitate to say I've raised all my issues, because I think that one point has ramifications throughout their proposal and throughout what was presented to the evaluation committee. Um, in the evaluation committee, during, in the narrative, there's a portion where you're supposed to describe who your principals are and what they're going to be doing in this procurement. And in that paragraph, Sunshine only described their, 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 their local people. So what you're faced here with, again, we all know Sunshine Cleaning. They've got a long history with the county. And I presume the evaluation committee all understood that to be true also. But what they didn't know was that in 2022, they were sold. But, and most importantly, what they didn't know is that the company they were sold to is the sole owner and the four officers, and worse, that that company itself is owned by Little John, an investment banking firm in New Thank York. Thank you. And okay. my you. next question is, you did say that there were uh, two people that did know, although not on the selection committee, but with county. Who were those two people? Well, well prior to the procurement initially, Sunshine Cleaning, and that's the document in the back, uh, that, that Sunshine Cleaning had their sale, um, and they changed from Sunshine Cleaning Inc. They had always been an Inc. But when they, this purchase went through, they converted to an LLC, and they gave them members. So, so they disclosed it. I believe they had a meeting with the county attorney, uh, or, or they requested a meeting, Mr. Friedman, um, sent in an email to uh, Nando, your assistant county attorney, uh, talking about it. And there was a meeting, but the meeting there was focused, I'm, I'm assuming, on we want to make sure that our new owner is going to get paid the proceeds from our current contracts. During the course of the procurement, after we filed our objection letter, it did come up again. Amazingly, it did come up again but no one disclosed that LLC agreement to the evaluation committee. Worse, and, and this is part of shame on me, I did a public records request. I had to do my objection. I didn't get this document before the objection. I didn't follow up on the public records. Maybe I should have been more aggressive about that. But during the protest, we got this, the, the limited liability agreement and and, and, and Mr. Gleason, I'm sure he'll, he'll confirm today, because he said it during the bid protest, I never provided that to the evaluation committee. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Goldstein. I will just close by saying I will ask, I assume that Sunshine has people here, that if yes. county officials did know about this, that when Sunshine makes your remarks, that you can point this out. Uh, thank you, Madam Mayor. Thank you for okay. the extra next, time there. Thank you. Listeners. Next speaker. The next speaker is Matthew, followed by Bart Okoro. Okay. 
Thanks, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Commissioners, County Administrator, County Attorney. Uh, Joe spoke a lot to the process. I'm going to speak more to the company. Chiata uh, is based here in Broward County. Mr. Okoro has his uh, headquarters uh, here in Tamarack. He's been in business for the better part of the last two-plus decades. He's been a longtime provider of uh, janitorial services for Broward County and still is to this day. As Joe mentioned, there were uh, four facilities that were solicited as part of this RFP. Sunshine Cleaning, to their credit, finished first in all four of those, but Chiata finished second in all four of those, uh, speaking to their credibility and their ability to perform the work. Uh, two of the four, they were actually the better value for the county. They were um, had a cheaper proposal. And I would just say that our ask of you today is to consider that um, you have the right to award at least one of those facilities to a local company that's based here in Broward that's done really good work for you and not allow, um, obviously, the, the larger company, Sunshine, to sweep all four of those. So th that would be our request. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Sacco. Next. The next speaker is Bart Okoro, followed by George Platt. Ahead, sir. Thank you, the mayor. Vice Mayor and the Commissioners. My name is Bart Okoro. I'm the owner and the local vendor in Broward for Chida Corporation. Chida Corporation has been serving, providing janitorial services to Broward County since 2003. In 2003, we provided janitorial service to all the libraries, the courthouses, and other facilities. In 2015, we worked at the airport as a sub to Sunshine. But what happened, things are changing. We assumed a contract in Broward County supposed to be competitive. But what we are realizing is no longer competitive. It is becoming monopoly. In monopoly in the sense that every contract that Sunshine bidded, they get awarded. Others are just standing by looking. We are the local company. At this time, we cannot fold our hands anymore. And we come to you to help us to stop other invading vendors from outside the state of Florida. Pitchard is from New York. We are the local company. And if we continue to bid and we don't earn any award, are we going to allow our companies to die away? While we are locally here paying taxes, we have our children going to school here. We have small other things that we can earn from the contract we provide. So we come to you for rescue to help us stop invaders. It's no longer Sunshine. It's no longer a local company. We still are local companies. And it's only you that can help us stop what is going on in Broward County. The bigger companies are taking away our contracts, our business, and they are not paying all the taxes here. They're taking the money away, but we are here. We pay the taxes here. We have property taxes. We pay to our buildings, to the county. So please help us. 
That's why I'm here, and my lawyers are here helping out to stop this fight, to stop the monopoly that is coming in, and is no longer competitive. Thank you. Madam Mayor, move. Thank you. Second, do you have a second to extend? Second. Okay, second. Commissioner Bogan. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, seven nothing, yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you have a question? Um, Monica? I'd like to hear what the position of, oh, I'm sorry, George Platt wants to speak, and, and then afterwards, I would like, I'll, I'll wait till Mr. Platt speaks, and then uh, I'd like to know what the position of, of the county. Yep, the, yeah. the next speaker is George Platt, followed by Bernie Friedman. So okay, it's fine. Yes, whoever wants to go first can go first. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Madam Mayor, Bernie Friedman with Becker Law Firm. Uh, 16 months ago, we started this process. We have been litigating this for many, 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 many months. We have dealt with several objections that were denied, that were litigated, protests that were denied, that were litigated, a full evidentiary hearing that went on for days with interrogatories, with depositions, with full evidence before an administrative law judge. The law judge upheld the process. This is an impartial law judge. We used to complain that Broward County had their own internal process, so we went to the state of Florida. It was a big process there. It was a full hearing. There was lots of uh, people under oath giving testimony. There was evidence put into the record. Um, the county administrator then got all this, and she reviewed everything and upheld it. You all, last week, got a memo, and you had five days to basically object to it. No one objected to it. So here we are in three minutes. We're going to relitigate what we did in 16 months. Believe me, this whole issue was fully litigated. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't the litigator. Mark Stempler uh, in our office was the litigator, along with several people in the county attorney's office. I mean, I can read to you very quickly, if my phone will show me. The disclosure of company, this is from the county, the disclosure of the company's principles and out-of-state principles place of business is not, not a matter of responsibility per the terms of the RFP section C1 of the standard instructions to the vendors. As previously indicated in the county's response to the objection and all the other county responses, Sunshine provided detailed, detailed additional information regarding their officers and management and personnel. They certified under oath that their local business location was 3445 Northeast 12th Terrace, Oakland Park, Florida, is that this is the principal place. Given that Sunshine provided detailed information regarding their officers and their management and their location, this assertion does not have sufficient marriage to deem a vendor non-responsive or non-responsible. That was litigated, believe me, I was watching some of the litigation. The evidence was put into the record on both sides, and clearly the administrative law judge sided with the county, upheld the county administrator. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what more I can tell you. I can tell you, by the way, when Sunshine was considering this transaction, we met with the county attorney because we, Sunshine, wanted to be fully transparent. We wanted to fully disclose. And we had a meeting before the sale of the company with the county attorney, and we laid it all out on the table. This is the transaction. This is who the new owner is. 
And, you know, I remember Drew, you know, it was like a holiday or, or something, and we put together, you know, a meeting. Uh, so, believe me, Sunshine was fully transparent. We won this fair and square. We're the best team, the best company for this job. Don't relitigate in three minutes what we've done for 16 months since August of 2022. It would be crazy and foolish to do that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Our Mr. final speaker, George Platt. Good afternoon, George Platt from LSN Partners. Um, Sunshine Cleaning, uh, my oldest client, 1984. I've been working with them in Broward County where they have been since 1984. Larry Cagliafetti, and yes, may he rest in peace, uh, founded the company. And uh, when he died, his sister became the trustee for the trust, which was an all-woman company. Uh, they, they, in turn, ultimately sold the company. We went around to the commissioners who were here then, if you recall, and we introduced them to you. We went to the county administrator's office. We introduced uh, the new players. Uh, most of the Sunshine people that you've known for years are still here, still working. All the employees that are based in Broward County, just like the other company, yep, they're still here, they're still working. Um, the selection committee, the staff, the administrative law judge, this change in your procurement that you all were smart enough to put in several years ago to have an independent administrative law judge hear the evidence, take the witnesses, okay, listen to the testimony and what have you. Uh, all of them ultimately ruled in favor of Sunshine uh, in the meantime, by the way, the companies that have these contracts currently have been extended. If you look at the number on this procurement, it's 21. You know what that means? Of course you do. It means that this started in 2021, and here we are about to enter 2024. Shame on us. But, again, I think what you heard today is frivolous, okay? It's, they're trying to relitigate here in front of you something that's already been fully litigated fully vetted, vetted and fully decided. The, um, I think it's a desperate effort. Uh, it's worse than a Hail Mary, dare I say that. Um, and I just urge you all to please follow the law, follow the facts, follow the administrative law judge's decision, and follow the recommendation of your very qualified staff, your county attorney's office, your facilities management department, uh, and your purchasing uh, your department as well. And I urge you to please, uh, you know, Sunshine is not a come lately company here. You've known them for years. Uh, you've talked to them. You've spent time with them. You've watched what they do. The quality of their work is absolutely fantastic. And uh, the owner of uh, Chaeda, who we've known for years, they do good work. But the fact of the matter is, okay, is this was not, this was not a low bid. This was an RFP. So a lot of things get taken into effect, into effect there. Um, I regret that Mr. Stempler is not here today, but he, he was out of town and not available. We didn't know that this was going to come up because nobody on the commission pulled this. And then uh, this is just sort of a last minute, I think, a desperate effort. And I urge you to turn it down. Thank you. Mayor, can I continue? Yes. Mr. Plague, I'd just like to ask you, what's the name of your client's official name? I'm on sunbiz.org right now. What's the name of Sunshine Cleaning? Sunshine Cleaning Systems, LLC. 
Thank you. Uh, yep. Uh, and I just wanted to ask the uh, county for yeah, response. I'd like to ask uh, the county administrator to respond anyway to comment on this. Thank, thank you. So the item you have uh, before you um, as has been very uh, amply uh, discussed and, and, uh, uh, and shared with you what the history that you have before you. So this has been a very lengthy uh, an extraordinary process. Um, you know, many of the solicitations that you guys um, uh, get to weigh in front of you, fortunately, do not go through this extensive amount of, um, you had an objection, you had a protest, you had administrative hearing, um, all of which have landed um, in the recommendation that you have in the item before you. Um, this item was um, being brought forward as a recommendation to approve for final ranking we are waiting for all of the um, uh, remedies to, uh, for, uh, to be exhausted. Um, and, and the county attorney's office um, very adequately and, and very robustly uh, uh, defended uh, and the position of the county and was successful at the administrative hearing um, level. So again, my recommendation, Commissioner Bogan, would be exactly the item you have in front of you to move forward with the with the uh, final ranking, the approval as you have it laid in this item. Okay. Thank you. Senator Geller, did you have something? Yes, Madam Mayor, thank you. Um, I'm persuaded that from Mr. Friedman and Mr. Platt that legally the issue is at the, it's res judicata. The AOJ has determined uh, that apparently their um, was not an issue of responsibility. I do have a question which may be to Sandy Michael McDonald or staff. The, the, the question that I have is I know that we have a policy of encouraging local small businesses to develop. And what I don't know here is whether or not um, in the when the RFP process was going through, if the local company was given credit for uh, being local while Sunshine was also given credit for local, which they, um, which they may or may not be. I guess that's a legal question to the, the county attorney. I can speak. Um, so if, if the county administrator can answer that, I don't need to hear from Mr. McDonald. But I, I did have that question, and I'm just... I, I'm trying to think if there is, if it would be appropriate. I'm trying to think if it would be appropriate for us to ask for one of the four contracts, the, one of the cheaper ones, to go to the local vendor if we're trying to build up our small minority, our small local businesses. But legally, uh, I've been convinced that, with all due respect, Mr. Goldstein, um, I'm legally convinced that uh, uh, Mr. Friedman and Mr. Platt are correct. Uh, now, now the question that doesn't bind us, but legally that's, that's my thought. So uh, County Administrator, if you can address that, because I'm just wondering if, it, if we should be trying to give one to the local or if that was already um, discussed in the bid so um, I wanted to first share with you that the RFP was issued for five agreements. Um, there was a CBE reserve was designated for agreements one through four uh, and the SBE reserve for agreement five. 
Um, so that was taken into consideration. I did also want to share with you as it relates to this that Chayeta did receive the five points in the RFP process for being a local-based business, wherein Sunshine um, received three points for a local-based subsidiary. So the, um, our, our, they, they were already, that was already taken all into consideration during the RFP process. Thank you. In closing, Madam Mayor, I would just say I, I've been, I've, based on that, I'm convinced that I'll be supporting the current thing. But Mr. Chayotte, I would encourage you to keep uh, applying. I think that I, I was unaware of this until today. I agree that we should be trying to get our local-based businesses uh, some more contracts and I'm hoping that you will continue to apply, but you know, I don't think I can do that on today. Okay. Any other further comments? Um, do we have uh, a motion to approve the? Motion to approve. Okay, uh, motion to approve. Senator Geller, Vice Mayor uh, Beam seconds the motion. Any further discussion? Seeing none. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed. Okay, it passes seven nothing. Thank you all for being here. Okay. Okay, I think we are, do we? 111, Mr. Attorney, County Attorney, we're at 111, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. So. I don't want to Item 111, Motion A is a motion to appoint county commissioners to board authorities agencies for a one-year term as reflected in Exhibit 1, which was distributed as, a, as additional material. Motion B is a motion to appoint county commissioners to serve as the mayor's designee to board authorities agencies for a one-year term. Motion C is a motion to appoint county commissioners to serve as the mayor's designee to board authorities agencies for a specified term. No okay. members of the public can sign up to speak on the item. So uh, a, a form was distributed in response to uh, your requests, and I believe that everyone was accommodated with for the positions that they asked. So if I can have a motion. Yeah, or go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, Vice Mayor Furr makes the motion, and Commissioner Eugene seconds it. All in favor say aye. 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 Thank you. Look forward to working with you on all of these committees. Okay, I think we're at the near, nearing the end, right? <laughs> okay, so um, we'll do uh, the uh, non-agenda reports now, and um, I will start uh, on my right today with uh, uh, Commissioner Rogers. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Okay, items number 18, 19, and 20 on our agenda, I just wanted to make sure that our residents duly understand that the amendment to that contract with Anderson Behavioral Health, we were not reducing services to the community in those areas, where, although you see where funding was transferred to other agencies, which is a good thing, so there was no, no one that was on the program at Henderson was being denied service. They, it was just a transparent um, process. Yes, monies were taken. Henderson did not want to provide those services anymore, but we had other contractors that was willing to do the job, and you're not being impacted. Yes, you might see the dollars being referred to as being reduced, 
to Anderson, but there are other agencies that has picked up mm. that responsibility on behalf of the county. So that is a good thing, okay? I thank you for bringing that to my attention so I could clarify with staff, further clarify with staff. I want to say thank you to you, Madam Mayor. I want to wish you a happy holidays to my colleagues and your families over the winter recess. I hope you take some time to get away from all of this. I've learned to take my time off, duly take my time off. Thanks, Steve, for telling me you need to take a vacation. So I'm going to do so. And all the best to everyone. And see you. Staff, it was a good year. See you next year. Thank you very much. Thank you, Commissioner Rogers. Senator Geller. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Uh, as is my custom, I have been holding town meetings. I had town meetings last week or this week in Plantation, Davie, and Cooper City. I would particularly like to thank uh, Richard Tornese and the rest of traffic for uh, attending these town meetings because typically I get more questions on traffic than on any of the other issues. And again, we'll continue doing tab meetings twice a year in every city I represent. Um, and other than that, I would just like to, uh, oh, I would also like to thank Commissioner Bogan and you, Dean, for the remarks earlier on the extreme tone deafness of the presidents of the, those three universities. Um, I found it shocking and appalling, and I also am appalled that only one of them is gone, and hope that that will change. And other than that, I would just like, again, to wish everybody uh, a uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, good Kwanzaa. I, don't, I was trying to figure out what the word is before Kwanzaa, I mean. Um, but, um, and, uh, or any other holidays that are observed by any of the members of the commission or county staff. Hope everybody has a very good holiday. Enjoy yourselves and don't drink too much. Commissioner Eugene. Just a couple things. Um, first, I think it's important uh, to recognize Port Everglades. I know the three gantry, additional gantry cranes came in last week. Um, it was very cool to watch it. It was right before our workshop, so I had a chance to go by there because I was driving down here. Yeah, it's unbelievable to watch them come in and watch these, what, what that means for the county and what that means for moving goods around this country. Um, and I think Port Everglades is taking a leading role on that and a lot of other things. And it was, you know, even long before I was here, an investment that was made by this county commission to, um, to, to really put their best foot forward as far as making Port Everglades one of the better cargo handling uh, ports around. Second thing is, I just, I, I thanked him and Mark, Gail, and Selena yesterday. They did a very small Hanukkah celebration at the airport on Sunday night. Uh, I think that it's important that we do some more of those public type of events. And I know it's not easy sometimes for county agencies to do a lot of these religious and, and, and different things. And I just think this year of all years, it was very important. A lot of people walked by the airport. I think it's positively received by the public. Yeah, Beth walked by the airport later on that night. So I think that uh, it's important. 
Um, third, and I've asked county administration, so I just want to make sure, because I know you sent a memo at some point out, I'm going to ask for the next agenda to get a presentation by BSO on the PSAP that they're talking about, um, you know, the, the new PSAP that they want to do. I think it's important that we hear from the sheriff, and the sheriff gets to make his public pitch on what his position is uh, on that PSAP. Finally, I want to thank Commissioner Rich, or Mayor Rich, sent Mayor, Senator, Commissioner Rich for um, setting the tone on the affordable housing uh, workshop as the first workshop. I think that it's, it is a, an incredibly important issue. Um, I don't think the public or the perception that we get as to how much we are doing on this issue. This county is leading the way on affordable housing on a lot of levels. It's not perceived in many cases because it's kind of like, you know, a problem that just keeps getting bigger and we're throwing so much at this, but it's hard to, to compete with supply and demand and what's going on in the market for so many reasons that we talked about at the last meeting. And, you know, being in, Everything has some ramification on how somebody lives and on how somebody affords to live. And when we see people that come in and say, you know, we need a tenant's bill of right and that's the most important thing for affordable housing. It's a very important thing, but you can also say that if people can't make their car payment and can't get to work, that's also an important thing as far as the overall affordability of living in South Florida. So there's a lot of issues that get intertwined together. There's a lot of people sitting up on this dais that personally put their money where their mouth is as far as providing for housing, uh, doing work in that field, landlord, tenant, whatever it is. And I think that we should be proud of what we've done as Broward County. Does it mean we've solved the issue? No. Will we ever solve the issue? Unfortunately, we won't but we can keep putting our best foot forward to do the best that we can uh, on the issue. And with that, and I wish everybody a happy holiday, like I said last time. Whatever you celebrate it, celebrate it, have fun, party, do your thing. You leave me alone, I'll leave you alone. Let's all have a good time and move on with life in happiness and in peace. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Vice, Vice Mayor Furr, I think he has a few things to tell us about where he's been recently. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm still suffering from jet lag a little bit. Uh, but the, I did just get back from Dubai on the, from the uh, COP conference. And first of all, I want to thank you all for the support of me going there. It did turn out subsequently that the county didn't have to pay anything, which was good. Because uh, Michael Bloomberg and the Bloomberg Philanthropies invited uh, Broward County to go and, and is paying for everything. Wow. So that was good. Great. Nice. Um, and, the, and one of the reasons that they invited us, and, and this was, for those who don't know, this was the first time that the local mayors, local governments were included in, the, in COP because mm -hmm. they were starting to realize that's where the action happens. Exactly. They were, and it, it turns out one of the biggest actions that was being brought up was solid waste. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not surprising because of the methane. Um, but it, what it did do is I think it allowed us to cement um, some alliances, some partnerships that we never would have had with the under two, under two coalition, resilient cities, um, America is all in, all those. We are now firmly in those camps. And those are camps that have a lot of science built into them. 
the uh, the science that we were that we were being exposed to, you know, we think we're doing really good, and we are here. But when you go and get outside of the bubble, you realize a lot of people are doing a lot of good stuff, and we 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 have a chance to learn from them. So it was a great a great trip. I think we're able to bring a lot back, and I think Dr. Otto, because she's so well respected in many places, uh, it it was I think it was really good for the resilience department. So anyway, thank you. Um, I did want to thank the, um, and I'll, I'm going to give a, a, a broader uh, briefing on this, but I didn't want to do it all right now. Um, I did want to congratulate Parks and Recreation for the, putting together their master plan, um, and glad that the aquarium and Ann Gold Park is in there. Um, but th it's a big plan, and it's good. How it all gets funded, I don't know. That's a whole other story, but it's, uh, it is excellent. I did, I did see what you, you, you all had a workshop while I was gone, and one of the things had to do was on the commuter rail. And one question I, I think did not come up, and that had to do with where, I, one of the things that was in Dubai was the amazing transportation system. And it was like, you know, I think you've, you've ridden it. And, you know, where, you're, where you have the connections, as anybody who's gone to New York or anywhere else, uh, where there's connections, you've got, you know, you're going down a flight or up a flight or whatever. And I don't know if we've been thinking, what are we doing like at Broward Boulevard when, we're, when, when we know that freight's staying on one level, if the bridge or tunnel's on another level, and then you've got an east-west connection as well. How does all that fit in? And I didn't hear that being discussed. So I, I'm asking, have we gotten there? Have we started thinking that way? And I know it may be premature. But it is something we're going to have to think about, where the terminus is for east-west. Um, and we don't have to do it now. But it, did, it, did, it, did, it is something I think we have to consider. <clears throat> I do want to thank uh, Senator Geller for filling in for me at the um, Solid Waste Authority. Um, I understand you very well. And uh, you're welcome to do it for now on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we are, we are in the process of hiring a uh, executive director, and it's all it's all going pretty good. And with that, just want to say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Everybody have a great holiday. Thank you, thank you, Commissioner McKenna, Commissioner Bogan. Excuse me. Thank you, Mayor. Um, the one thing we forgot to, to say, if unless I missed it, was um, the passing of Tim's brother. I don't know if everyone's aware that Jeff Ryan, Tim's yeah. brother, passed recently, and I don't know if we'd like to do some as the county and send them something on behalf of us to show our condolences and stuff. But uh, um, yeah, pardon me. Yeah, you did it that fast. We can do it online right away. It's fast like that. Yeah, but I know you know on behalf of the county, I just think it would be appropriate and. Um, um, also, uh, with respect to, uh, Steve, with respect to your comment, uh, the board of uh, Harvard unanimously is supporting the president. Uh, yeah, just disgusting. But uh, anyway, that's, uh, I wish everybody a happy okay. holiday and uh, hope everyone stays uh, healthy. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mr. <clears throat> happy holidays. And Senator Udine, I would never leave you alone. <laughs> never. <laughs> All right. Um, I just do want to say with regard to Jeff Ryan that um, I, I have <clears throat> recognized that at a couple of other meetings. I'm sorry because it, we didn't bring it here today, but um, I, um, we, Senator Geller and uh, 
and I and, and um, worked with, uh, with Jeff Ryan for many, many years, and Kristen Carter, who is our, one of our county attorneys, the, the whole time when she was up there, when she was my Senate aide, and before when she worked uh, uh, for, for others, uh, she, uh, for, for Tim, actually, uh, she lived uh, at uh, Jeff Ryan's home with his family, his wife and children, and uh, so she's very close with them. It's a big loss for her, too, so I just wanted to, to add that. Um, okay, so I want to say thank you to Commissioner Udine for what you just said about affordable housing. It just kind of makes my day because we're all kind of on this together now, you know? It's taken a little while, but, you know, we're, I appreciate your... No, no, he doesn't, no, no, uh, this, this doesn't take a, a, a response. All it is is a thank you because at, at that moment, excuse me, that moment, that moment at the, at the meeting, at the workshop, when he said, I know this is going to be a surprise, but I really like this plan. So it was very, it, we, we, we love he's laughing out there. <laughs> Your daughter probably had something to do with that too. Um, anyway. Um, so I just want to first mention that to begin with commissioners, the canvassing board will begin preparing for the presidential preference primary and municipal elections uh, on uh, February 21st. The county attorney uh, has indicated to me that state law says that the mayor is the county commission's representative on the canvassing board unless the mayor is unable to serve and I am willing uh, to serve. Uh, the, he also informs me that um, I should appoint at least one alternate member and I understand that Commissioners uh, Fisher and Eudine are willing to both serve as alternates, but if there are any other commissioners who would like to serve as an alternate, um, if you would just please let me know at this time, we can go ahead and uh, include them on the list of those who would be considered alternates. It's kind of required by, by law. I know you've already done it. <laughs> so, and, and you and Commissioner Fisher are on the list. So if, is there anybody else who would like to? <laughs> I've already done it. Sorry, he's done it too. A lot. Okay, so we'll just, we'll just leave it the way it is for now. Thank you. So I just want to mention a couple of, of events that uh, I attended this week. And um, it happens that each time I got a chance to speak, I got to bring up my colleague, Commissioner Rogers, because she was there. Uh, the first one being the United Negro College uh, Fund's 23rd annual uh, South Florida lunch, uh, Leaders Luncheon. And I have been a supporter for many, many years, going back to the days when I was a, a, a national leader with National Council of Jewish Women and had the opportunity to work with William Gray III, who was a phenomenal president. He left, actually. I, I find it so amazing that he actually resigned during his seventh term of Congress. He had risen all the way to be the first African-American to be head of the Budget Committee in the Congress. He left in the middle of his seventh term because he decided that he wanted to go and be the CEO president of the United Negro College Fund. And he said that it was a, high, it was a higher calling for him than elected office. So that's really something. And he really you know, did an amazing job with it. But it was a, it's, it's always a wonderful event. And again, it's, just, it's, it's about scholarships. It's about opportunities for young people. And the second event was this, a similar type event that on Sunday, uh, I was able to deliver a proclamation on behalf of the county for the Black Journalist Scholarship Lunch and the National <laughs> Association of, the, of Black Journalists in South Florida. It's uh, kind of 
was uh, is kind of uh, organized by Calvin Hughes, who always does a lot of these uh, events. He always does the debate program every year for the school district. So uh, we went, and that was an, another thing, uh, uh, another event, giving scholarships to uh, young people. So um, it, both events were, were wonderful. And uh, as you heard, I attended the menorah lighting at Fort Lauderdale, and I want to thank uh, Commissioner Udine, because he is the one that started it three years ago. He and his wife were there. And um, it was just, it's, a, it's just such a, a lovely event, and Mark Gale as well, uh, just so supportive, uh, Selena, who um, kind of organized everything. So it, it was just, uh, it was a beautiful event, and especially right now, with what's been said already, I don't need to add to it about what's going on as far as anti-Semitism and so forth. But I do want to tell you that the, the I, I, just a quote, it's interesting to me, from the, the, he wasn't at the luncheon, Dr. Michael Lomax, who's the UC, UNCF president, CEO now, um, and uh, he, I was just particularly impressed with his response to the terrorist attack in Israel. And the, the last sentence of what he said was, was, was very good, the last two sentences. UNC is an organization dedicated to promoting education, quality, and unity, and we firmly believe that violence and hatred are obstacles to progress and must be rejected. The vicious anti-Semitism that fueled this terrible attack should have no place in America, the Middle East, or anywhere else in the world. So it was very well said. I want to just mention future events, very exciting. Um, we have the uh, tomorrow at 10.30 at the convention center will be the long-awaited topping off ceremony uh, for the Broward County Convention uh, Center's East Expansion and the Omni Fault Lauderdale Hotel. So this is really an incredible milestone for uh, our uh, for, for this project and for our whole community. So I look forward to seeing everybody there. Um, and um, this evening, I'll mention that Broward County will be recognizing homeless persons. It's a homeless persons Memorial Day. It will be at 7:30 at the First Methodist United Methodist Church in Fort Lauderdale. That's the the pink church behind the main library parking lot. So uh, if you haven't been to one of those, it's quite moving. Um, uh, uh, recognizing homeless persons that have passed away. Um, and uh, as everybody mentioned, this is our last meeting before winter break, and I wish everyone a very happy, healthy, uh, peaceful New Year and holiday season, and uh, I'm sure we'll see each other at many events before, uh, before the break is over, but I just wanted to take the opportunity now and to tell you how very honored and proud I am to be the mayor of this community, and thank you all for supporting me to do that. Thank you. Okay. County Attorney, oh, sorry, Monica, you have anything, any additional? Uh, yeah, I just I wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday as well. Thank you, Mayor. And also to remind um, everyone out there, our, our three listeners, that uh, at this time of the day, <laughs> that uh, the county's uh, popular um, uh, holiday tradition of going through Tradewinds Park with the lights, uh, we're now in its 28th year celebrating that. Um, it runs uh, at Tradewinds Park. It's open uh, in Coconut Creek. It's Why open. It? It's open from 6:30 <laughs> to 10 p.m. nightly until January 1st. It's an amazing um, event to ride through with your car if you want to do that with your family and friends. So, you know, those lights are probably less than uh, than a couple grand. Um, enjoy. That's the, a lot of money. Enjoy the three-mile ride, uh, Commissioner Bogan, <laughs> through giant animated <laughs> holiday displays. Um, and, uh, and it is uh, a really great thing for the family. So I encourage everyone to do that. And, and again, on behalf of uh, county administration and entire county family, happy holidays.
Deputy County Auditor, anything? Yeah. I want to wish everyone a happy holiday and a healthy new year. Thank you. And please send our best to, uh, to Mr. Melton. I know he has a family we, emergency, so thank you. Uh, County Attorney. Thank you, Mayor. Happy and healthy holiday season and new year to everybody. Uh, great meeting. Happy to thank you. be done and on, on recess. Thank, thank you. Very good. Mm. Okay. Everybody's happy for recess. <laughs> All right. Meeting adjourned. Okay. <laughs> yeah.